Hey, what's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we discuss the reports regarding the reshoots and changes to the ending of Fox's Dark Phoenix movie and why it's failed to make us excited to go see it. But we're going to go see it anyway. Wowie zowie! The HBO Game of Thrones documentary reveals many interesting facts about the final season, and we highlight some new TV comic book shows to check out in June, plus a full spoiler review of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, May 31st, 2019. This is Norm MacDonald, and you're listening to the... uh uh, hang on, I got it here. Uh, it says, The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Known for their series of gay erotica found on Amazon. Huh? No? That's not that? Oh. <laughs> well, I fucked that up, I guess. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Hello, listener, what's up? How's it hanging? Thanks for joining us this week, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And that peppy puppet in the corner, it's our very own Rugzilla. What's up, Rugboy? What's Jablins, Jables? <laughs> What's up, Joblin? Jobin? <laughs> what the? I just stole Jack Black's intro line. Oh, is that what he does? Have I you th- watched Jack Black's YouTube channel? No, I have not. The greatest thing on earth. Really? What is he doing? Just him being Jack Black in his house with his kids. It's just like him like showing you his underwear and stuff. It's ridiculous. Sounds amazing. I thought you were doing the Paul Rudd Sounds thing. Sounds amazing. From that movie with... Uh, yeah, the Paul Rudd. Hey there, Did Jobin. you see the hey, like, uh, Game of Thrones? The day before Game of Thrones, he put out like a uh, thing of him uh, doing the Game of Thrones theme song where he does like all the parts like, and he mixes it together. Who, Jack Black? Yeah. Really? Like He does it a cappella. Oh, and then I, yes. he makes a video with it with yeah. him yeah. in front of the Godzilla thing in the Cinerama <laughs> in oh, California. Jesus. And he's running around. It's just hilarious. I've, there's a lot of covers of like metal covers of the Game of Thrones songs videos that I've been enjoying. There's one with like Tom Morello and a whole bunch of guitarists from like metal bands and uh, one of the creators of the show like rocking out doing the Game of Thrones song on, on electric guitars. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, look, we got uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, the legendary King Godzilla, but let's warm up first with some geek news. Here it is: the Jock, Jock and Ned podcast. So, you guys, the next superhero movie that's actually coming out—it's be coming out this week, June seventh. Yes, it is the last of two. Fox X-Men movies. I'm talking about Dark Phoenix. Oh, shit. Yes. Still coming out after multiple. That's this week? That's June 7th, when the, the week this show posts. Yeah, it's going by pretty quickly. 
So the it's, week after Godzilla comes out, correct. The next weekend is going to be the last X-Men movie. Yep, Godzilla has one week to make the monies. Uh, well, more than one week, but it's a busy summer, as uh, as summers tend to be. But look, this movie, multiple delays. Mul- right. multi- and then reports of extensive and expensive reshoots. Oh, shit. I heard that the reshoots were supposed to be three weeks, and it ended up being three months, which is very extensive. And uh, there's a bunch of articles I have that kind of... Uh, have some details in the background. Don't make me hopeful for this movie. Before I get to that, what is our excitement level here, you guys, at uh, Dark Phoenix, Simon Kinberg's debut as a director with Sa- with Sa- Sansa Stark? On a scale of 1 to 10? Is no? anybody, how excited or not excited are you for this, Rugs? Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, it'd be a 4? Wow, that's pretty low. Ah. Anthony, give it a number. Jeez, I, I almost, I'd have to say almost like a two. Yeah, you forgot I, this thing is coming out. I, I am not even at all, like, there's no emotion running through. I'm almost, for me, it's like, oh, fuck, I have to go see this? Yeah, we were watching the trailer for <laughs> Godzilla. We're like, by the way, we got to watch this piece of shit, like, soon. It's coming out. You know, the sad thing being, this will be the last time you see any of this gang playing these characters. Like, much like Game of Thrones, that's it. It's probably well, done no, for no, all. it's not. Let's not go that far. Well, I'm not comparing it to. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. You know, Sansa, Sophie Turner gets to play Sansa one last time. She's playing Jean Grey for whatever it's worth one last time. So, yeah, my excitement is also like, let's just get this done with and get it like over with. Like you say that one last time, this is her second movie playing. Yes, it's Jean not Grey. like she's been playing it. But like, <laughs> Although this is the last time for uh, Jennifer Lawrence, maybe, yeah. and Michael Fassbender and James McAvoy, who are all very good in their role. And the end of an almost 20-year Fox X-Men franchise that uh, did give us incredible movies like Logan, which I think they should have just ended with Logan. Because really, once Wolverine's gone, who the fuck cares about the rest of these people? Yeah. And it was a great ending. Uh, that was a great movie. It would have been great to go out. But then they gave us Apocalypse. And hopefully this is not as bad as Apocalypse. So... We, uh, news came out a few weeks ago. They changed the ending that it was going to be in space, which is, you know, if you're making a Dark Phoenix movie and you've read the comic books, you, there's a lot, a big space aspect. You want the movie to be in space for a certain amount of time. But apparently they changed the climactic ending from space onto the train, which you see in the fucking trailer. So it's quite nice. A, yeah. Hmm. Quite, I had no idea. Quite a downgrade. And, uh, James McAvoy, uh, in an interview with Yahoo UK kind of, uh, let out why it changed in his opinion. His opinion, he said, his penis. His penis said, actually, he wasn't there. The penis was being interviewed. It's detachable. Uh, McAvoy said the end changed a hell of a lot. The finale had to change. There was a lot of overlap and parallels with another superhero movie that came out a while ago, and we had no idea that we were. At which point, Michael Fassbender interjects and said they had spies on set and basically stole our ideas. Oh, Captain Marvel. Do you think that's what I was going to ask? What do you think? What movie you think he's talking about? Uh, I think obviously, possibly, it's Captain. obviously Captain Marvel because it opened in the same summer, and it would be too fresh to use it. And uh, it's obviously about a girl who's harnessing all of her power, cosmic energies, and aliens. But one can argue this movie has been done. Like I believe it was screened in March of 2018. They probably had this ending in place before Captain Marvel. But yeah. uh, with all the setbacks and trying to get, uh, you know, when she wasn't shooting Game of Thrones, I guess, to get her back on the set to do this, they had to change a lot of things. Anthony, does this make you any more confident in this movie? No. 
No, well, I, I, this is never I've, a good sign. Is I'm it? never. I'm not confident at all. Sounds like horrible news. <laughs> I'm not confident at all. In this movie. It, uh, that's never good when uh, you have to react like that. And uh, the producer even said, "What movie are we talking about?" Exactly. <laughs> it's called Dark Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Phoenix. X Men producer Hutch Parker said there was more of a cosmic story. The story ended in space in a much more significant way. We actually shifted that back to be on Earth. Most notably, so that we can involve our main characters and see them come together. It sounds like there was shit going on up there, and then the rest of the characters were down here, and they're like, wait a minute, how's anybody going to know what's going on over there? And they want this family plot. A lot, lot, lot of interesting tidbits. Uh, and then following that, this is what I think, this really kills it. Uh, basically, if you've read the Dark Phoenix story, you know that it involves the Hellfire Club and aliens uh, and a character named Lalandra. Uh, who's part of the Shi'ar. Well, don't expect any of that in this movie. It's it's the root of this, and I've talked about this before, and I when I did my spinoff show, me and David Taylor II agreed. You can't do the Dark Phoenix. I mean, the, the Dark Phoenix is years and years of buildup. Yep, yep. To throw this in with this new cast, the second film, is it's just, it's not going to... It, it's not going to capture the essence of what that storyline was. Can you still pull it off by streamlining it and making it all about like family and Jean Grey and shit? What? You can if, <laughs> if you made it into a, tr- a trilogy, you could build it. Yes, you, you could maybe do it in the third. But we haven't. We didn't even spend enough time with these characters in in uh, X Men Apocalypse to even care. Barely. And the 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 scenes that got cut out were like scenes of them hanging out and shit, which would have been great to get some character. Uh, but Simon Kinberg, uh, who this is his first time directing a movie. He's he's been producing X Men movies. This is his directorial debut. He's like, if I had four hours to tell the story, I would have included the Hellfire Club. But even though he loves those, he says all of those felt like they were going to start to compete with the main story of Jean and her emotional crack up and the breakup of the X Men family. And I don't want to draw away from that main emotional through line. Sure, I guess what I don't understand is like in the trailer, it looks like she gets the powers in that accident when they go to rescue some NASA astronauts. But did they already show us that she had the fucking Phoenix power in the last movie? Yeah, she had the potential in her or something in the last film. There was some kind of Phoenixy thing that came out. Right. What that's about they that? Do, that's how they beat Apocalypse. That's right. At the very end, the MacGuffin comes out and stops all the floaty shit in the air where he's just kind of floating there and doing nothing. It's a great movie, Apocalypse. <laughs> Uh, I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah, I, I don't either. think it's worth watching again. And uh, we will no, no. eventually we will review this movie for you, listener. Yeah. And- well, you know, we'll, rev- we'll review um, the predecessor to Apocalypse. Which you know is? What, that was? what was that? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, definitely. We got Ivan man. Ooze. That's right. That stolen concept <laughs> design uh, used well, in. That might go on Patreon, though. Apocalypse. For, was that Keithan? Keithan Denkinger's Patreon pick is 1995 Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This time a movie I haven't seen, but Anthony has seen. So this should be interesting. multiple times. Oh my god, this is a, it's a reverse. Mm. This is a uh, a reverse of what the tier is for. Uh, so I mentioned this the first of two X Men movies that Fox still had. The other one being Josh Boone's New Mutants that stars Arya Stark. Arya Stark. Yes, the area. The area well, is that ever going to come out? Well, yes. Now. Here's the interesting question. Let me pose to you. They just Disney just confirmed uh, that they are going. They've you know once they absorb Fox and they bought Fox, this movie is pretty much done. They are going to do reshoots. Disney's got to put in money to do reshoots on that movie this year. 
and it has a new release date. They are still planning to release New Mutants, the horror uh, X-Men movie. So uh, it's, uh, you know, that's funny. The quote is from Kinberg, and he kind of does a dig at Fox while explaining Disney's going to reshoot it. He says, for all of these movies, Marvel's really brilliant at scheduling pickups into their budget and schedule. So it's all prepared, and we have never been that smart. For us, we're always scrambling to get these actors back together so they're all in the same place at the same time. Holy oh, shit. shit. He's pretty much saying that Fox is just a fucking logistical clusterfuck, and Fiji is God, and they do everything right, which we knew that for the most part. Management. I think that's interesting. Now, here's the question. You could have, if you were Disney, you could have, A, just dumped this on Hulu now and called it a day and, you know, taken, wrote it off, whatever. Instead, they are putting more money to try to get, I mean, Maisie Williams' schedule is probably open now. What is she doing? You know, Game of Thrones is done. Uh, They're going to get all these people back and do reshoots and put money in, hoping for a return. Sounds risky, sounds ballsy. I hope it works. What do you guys think? Will this work? Or should they just... Just put it out and, and moved on. I think that New Mutants is kind of more up for grabs than any than X Men. X Men's very specific. That's true. And they want to do something specific with it. I think that New Mutants is a little bit more loosey goosey. So it, it may be a way for Disney to kind of like put their little spin on it and get it into their universe. Uh Anthony, what would you like it if the reshoots uh actually tried to tie it into the MCU? No. Um, mm, well, yeah, it depends how good the film is, but right. I think what Disney's doing, or I don't know, I mean, who knows who's completely pulling the strings? I guess it's Disney. I think what they're doing is they're obviously they want to return, but I also think they're just trying to see, and I could be completely wrong when this comes out, but I think they're trying to see if they lean into this horror aspect. Yeah. Let's just see. Let's see how it goes. Let's see if this is a new kind of avenue for us to take our superhero films. It could be something real. It sound, you know, the movie sounded really different and and a, and a nice fresh take. I mean, it's their it's their little experiment. But for them to actually add, you know, take more time and add more money, I feel like they have high, pretty high hopes, and they they think they can turn this. They around. might have they, something there. They must have seen it already. No, yeah, this movie's been done for like two years, from what I heard. It's been. Oh yeah, they've seen it already. Yeah, the, like there was a trailer. Remember? So they think that there's something to it. Then if they're yeah. not going if they're putting my, money into it. So the new mutants may be the final Fox X-Men movie. And then at which point, you know, you give it a rest and then you restart it. And I'm sure, you know, Kevin Feige has ideas because he worked on the first X-Men movie, uh, you know, under producer law, Lord Schuller Donner. And I bet even back then he was like, you know what I would do <laughs> if I could make an X-Men movie. And uh, I have faith that he'll bring something good. But until then, we have two more X-Men movies. <laughs> Uh, one coming out real soon. Listener, let us know what you think. Join the conversation. Join our awesome Facebook group. It's called the Jock and Nerd Nation. You can find a link in the show notes and on our website. It's a closed group just for you, listener. You can meet all our fun, awesome, crazy, funny, witty, ball-breaking listeners. They're all degenerates, and I love them all. It is now 400 members strong. Jockin' Nerd. Whoa. This group. And I know that's not big. But, um, you know, there are giant thousands. It's a private group, though. It's a private group just for, and we built it to 400 people. Everyone's been adding their friends. It's been fantastic. Uh, special shout out. Welcome to one new member. Kathy Rumsey joined this week. Kathy 
is none other than the Jock and Nerd Podcast official science advisor, Adam Morris's mom. Oh, shit. <laughs> joining Dr. Adam Morris. Dr. Adam Morris, PhD. Uh, it's his mom. And I believe she joined on her own because the comment from Adam when I welcomed her was, Christ, how did this happen? <laughs> to which Kathy had no. a Kathy had the best response. She's like, I saw a link and I clicked it. I thought you were smart. I was like, damn, <laughs> shit. If I fucking told you. Uh <laughs> Kathy, if you're listening, your son is very smart. You raised he a wonderful lad. She's listened to the pods, I believe. The shows really? with that. Yes. I think she said that so she probably listened to your spin-off show and then the time she's been on with us. Hi, Adam's mom. I love that Adam's mom listens. We had another listener's mom listen. I forgot who that was. I love when Yeah, get your mom to yes, join. This is, this a, is for your mom too. Get your fucking family around. I love this family show where we swear and make dick jokes, but it's for the family. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's what you want. All right, moving on. Uh, I guess we'll follow up last week's discussion. Uh, it is officially official official. Battinson is now a thing. Our bats. Robert Pattinson goes from vampire back to bat. And he's officially the new Batman. I guess they were testing him out in the suit. Wanted to make sure it fit or something. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be an adjustment period for me to get used to this idea, but whatever. I saw another fan art that put him in the cowl, and man, he's got a great bottom part of the face. Like, it just looks fucking, it looks like Batman. Uh, movie scheduled to be released June 25th, 2021. So they're going to have to start writing and shooting this thing soon. And Mary's also confirmed it's a trilogy, people. Oh, shit. They're going to sign him on for three movies. It will be a trilogy. And whoa, apparently there's going to be a shitload of villains. And I just saw another article from Forbes. This guy had inside source, possibly even a Robin. Oh, shit. In this movie with all these uh, rogue villains. So that'll be fun. I don't know which Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, we already talked about it last week. There's not much more to add. Now, just get used to Battinson. Battinson is coming. I personally think he'll do all right. I trust Matt Reeves. Uh, the other thing uh, that's a follow-up from uh, a couple of episodes, Game of Thrones ended. Rugs, you being the guy who watched Game of Thrones since the beginning, since 2011, now that it's over, do you feel empty? Do you miss it? Do you Are you enjoying this break from Game of Thrones? <laughs> I watched the uh, documentary that came out. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about this documentary. It's very good. Uh, it's called The Last Watch. Yeah. And uh, this uh, the, the filmmaker started uh, documenting the whole season eight from the first opening script reads to production to the last episode. To Imagine the if the party. season would actually would have been really good. This documentary would have been much more coveted. I'll tell to watch. you what, though, this documentary made me appreciate the season a little bit more. OK, fine. Fair. Well, they put a lot of work into it and the people who wrote it just screwed all that work up. They did. They just <laughs> kind of screwed the boots on the writing. But yeah. listen. You see them building the sets. You see the extras that I have never seen a TV show filmed with this scale of production. Like it is like Lord of the Lings sh- shooting three movies. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Lings. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Lings. It's like shooting three movies in well, a well, row. Let me let me let me let me interject. Yeah. Not to be a huge dick, but I'm going to be a little bit of a dick. Okay. How many TV productions have you watched? 
I'm just saying, I don't think I've seen <laughs> I'm, I'm none, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that like, everything is like th- this harrowing uh, all the time. I don't think anything is g- can be like what I, they I don't show. Think, I, think, I don't think they're all like this, but yeah. I think you'd be surprised that a lot... There's a lot of work in all, a lot of TV like shows. Anything with a location and that things with sets that have to be built in the cold. Multiple locations. Yeah. And then the thing that set this apart this season was this long-ass night shoot. It was like, you know, they. I don't. They. She was like, they, I believe this is the longest time a TV has shot at night. So they shot at night for so long that it. It, it just was. It was taxing. It was tiring. Uh, I share a couple of tidbits. There was a couple of fun tidbits. Uh, like dire wolves can run as fast as thirty miles an hour. So right. if you were wondering, uh, that's how fast they can run. There was a great bit on the extra. This extra Andrew. That play. was my favorite part. Actually, yeah, this guy played a start guard for five seasons. And uh, he gets a couple of scenes where you see him, where they freeze frame on him. And at the end, he he finds out that he's in the last episode. So in the last episode where um, uh, uh, John is talking to Grey Worm at the beginning when they're killing the spoilers, by the way, when they're killing the Lannister army, he's one of the guys like right behind him. But he like his love for this show and how much he loved being an extra. You see it in there. And he brought up a good point that the extras where like a character in the show, the shots of the background guys that they would use these haggard faces with beards, like it helped to complete. They were definitely a main character on the well, show. It, it, they're part of the story. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. They they don't need to have lines, but it's just this look on their face. If you have nobody there. It doesn't yeah. look like there's anybody there. And they need people to create the illusion. Of course. They're but important. They pick good people. And I guess you couldn't shave yeah. while you're on the show because everyone has giant ass beards. Also, they built that whole King's Landing set and blew it up. Like the the attention to detail, that whole street was an entire set, and it was fucking amazing. Another great bit: uh, the cast wouldn't get their scripts until three days before the first season eight table read. Kid Harrington doesn't read his scripts beforehand, and you see in here when they get to the table read to the part where oh, yeah, where that that was all over the internet. That, oh, it was such a great moment where they where he finds out that John stabs Daenerys, and you see him. You see his reaction. You also see Varys like looking real pissed when they get to his death. Like this is not the way it should go down. Like none of this makes sense. He's got dagger eyes. You know, I, I'll, let me comment yeah. on that. There's been a lot of people reading into reactions for like the cast saying yeah. that the cast was upset. I think people are just reading into things. I think now with hindsight, you're like, oh yeah, the cast really hated all of this. Yeah. I yeah. think I think the cast was just being coy and they were reacting the way they like I, I don't think i think people are reading too much into the everyone was upset with how it turned out that was a big you could clearly tell it was a big part of their life and they were a family and they supported each other no i'm saying like there, there's a ton of stuff on the internet where they're going back and listing like putting in videos all the cast oh, reactions right, right, to right. The, the end of this show like when people were asking them prior oh what did you think of the end and they're like you can read into all that you gotta make stuff up out of bullshit yeah you just gotta do it uh, the people do another interesting thing about the documentary our boy the guy you heard for six weeks vladimir fordick the night king himself featured heavily yes in this that was doc. a great moment too we get to see him the the guy behind the voice well he I, loves it. what i didn't realize is he did a lot of the fight choreography the 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 fight between the hound and the mountain a lot of the sword play he was like an active stunt yeah, coordinator. he's like the main stunt dude yeah he's the main and then he also he there's a part where he's like you know i get to act and I don't really know if I, I don't hang out with the actors. I feel I'm more home with the stunt people and what I'm doing, the acting, the stunt people like are giving me shit. And what I'm, 
when I'm the stunt person, you know, you see the actor. So he felt like he was in between, got to see both worlds, but he clearly had a blast being the fucking oh, Night yeah. King. He goes up to the credits. Do you know who I am? Yeah. And they love him. And they're like, the Night King. And he's signing things. But him just sitting around with Bran drinking coffee in the costume. You know. Hilarious. During that documentary. All right. Yeah. When they have the Night King sitting outside waiting for that crowd. Yeah. You hear the birds. Oh, that's where the birds came from. Imagine he recorded our thing. <laughs> right before right, that. Because if you listen uh, to that uh, part, trust me, go yeah. to the documentary. Yeah. Go to the part where he's sitting there waiting for the, the crowd. They're the same exact the sounding same birds, birds as in our intro. It's dude, it's possible. She was filming this thing the whole time. He maybe he, maybe he, he, he was sitting there and he did our our, our cameo and then went right there. The mystery of the birds in the in our Night King audio has been solved. Uh last thing they did, which is crazy, was they would bring out other people, other uh, actors and cast members to locations, even if they had nothing for them to film, to throw people off. Right. So if you were like watching the, them show up and you were t- and in different locations, you couldn't. Fa- I think they even filmed fake shit with these people just to Probably. throw off people because that's how. But it worked. They stopped. They didn't stop the leaks. I believe each episode was leaked online like the day before it aired. But it stopped the early leaks. Great documentary. And it did. I- it- I'll eventually I'll catch it. I- yeah. I'm still in the you need a break. Yeah, I just need a break from yeah. Game of Thrones. I can't. I can't go into celebrating the show right. this soon. I got a friend. Yeah, who, you do. I don't believe it. Yeah, you don't. Who, who lies, talking to me about Game lying. of Thrones. Yeah, and the, the he was actually gutted by the, the the ending. Like, and I was like, man, I'm like, this people are really like get like they really don't like this ending. Like, was he gutted, disappointed, or gutted that it got him uh, emotional? No, it was disappointing. Mm, he's like mad. He was mad. Yeah, he's like, I can't believe that, that this is how it ends. Uh, I'm just like, I'm at the point where I've had so many Game of Thrones talks with people, and everyone has their fucking opinion on it that I'm just exhausted by it. I'm like, yeah, this I is... can see that. You're done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I will maybe watch. I, I threw the documentary on the other day, and I was going to myself. I, I, I can't watch it. I'm. Do- I don't want to even think about Game of Thrones. For me, right the now. doc was a nice capper on just letting it. You know, now it's done. And I love the behind the scenes shit. It had a lot of interesting things. Highly recommended on HBO. Uh, next thing, we have a quick uh, teaser for uh, Jessica Jones season three on Netflix, the last Marvel Netflix show, and we actually have a date. There's a lot of shit coming out in June. This is one of them. June fourteenth. Uh, this teaser that comes out in like two weeks. Yes, there's so Holy much fuck. shit. Wait till I get to what comes out today. Uh, just today, we're recording on May thirty first. June is packed. The summer, the you know, the summer used to be the time of the year where you could catch up on shit that you missed in the fall and the winter. Oh, no more. That shit's all gone. It doesn't stop. Uh, you have to try and keep up. So. Uh, what did you guys think of this new brief teaser? Doesn't show much. What did it show, Anthony? Did you watch it? I did. Uh, I mean, it's just what some guy saying Jessica Jones is a fraud. And yeah, that's on the door. pretty much it. Knock on the door. It's nothing. I I am. Uh, I liked Jessica Jones. Season one was really good. Season yeah. two was not that great, but I still thought it was fine. So I'll watch. But I'm not like super jazzed about this. I either. will complete it. I will yes. complete it as well. Yes, you got to watch the lat. Like this is like the twelfth season they've given us, and you know the the first seasons have been better of these things. Uh, the, some of the description I got from this article it says a deranged sociopath who sees Jessica as a fraud has as the investigator 
set in his sights. While Trish is still around to provide her friend with some much-needed backup, the would-be killer is much closer to accomplishing his goals than either two hero realizes. Now, remember what, what happened at the end of the second season? Wasn't Trish, like, going bad? Yeah. yeah. She's turning bad, so she's going to still be she bad killed, if she comes uh, back. Oh, that's right. She killed uh, Jessica's mom. That's right. That up up in the uh And she's going a little Paris nuts. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. She's trying to become healthy. She's very insecure about her status and was trying to become a superhero. And where was Jessica at the end? She was she she still had her her uh, agency was had business finally, right. right? But she just lost her mom. Uh that was a weird season. Uh, let's see. It was a very strange season. It was a strange season. The first season's great. Uh, let's see. Look, it'll be just a nice goodbye. But June 14th, that shit comes out. Now, I have this article. Listener, if you really need stuff to watch this summer, it's an extensive article from Cinema Blend 2019 Summer TV and streaming oh schedule. Premiere dates, day by day. There's so much shit coming out. Let me highlight two things that is starting today, May 31st. On Amazon, there's a series called Good Omens, which is based on a set of books by... Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman Geek-boner. of Sandman fame. Uh, and it's about an angel and a demon who must join forces to find a way to save the world as the end of time grows near with the approaching Armageddon. That old story. End of the world's coming. Gotta stop it. This novel came out in 1990. Uh, the show features David Tennant, Michael Sheen, John Hamm, uh, Michael McKeon, uh, Miranda Richardson, Nick Offerman. Uh, and uh, I saw a trailer. It looks kind of fun. Uh, anybody, Rugs, you interested in this at all? I have not seen the trailer, but if it's Neil Gaiman, it could be interesting. I don't know. I might give it a spin, but I don't know. I have to see if it grabs me. Good omens. Anthony, Any anything for this one? Nope. No? You don't care about angels and demons? No, I just don't care about any streaming anything on Amazon. <laughs> There's some good shit on Amazon, though. It's true. I'm sure there is. It's just Hana? my time is very limited to all this stuff. You should watch Hana. Uh, and marvelous Mrs. Actually, Maisel. I don't think I even have. You don't have Amazon Prime. Prime? You should get no. Prime. You get a lot of shit. You get like the music. You get free shipping. You get all this fucking movies and videos. Yeah, I had it for a little bit, but I don't have. The any John either. Wicks are on Amazon. All right, well, both the, of them. Yeah, both of them. You can catch up. Uh, and then the other thing that starts today is Swamp Thing episode one, DC Universe. I put the trailer. They put out a new trailer in here. Swamp ass. Swamp ass. Uh, this one, an adaptation of the amazing dark DC character Swamp Thing. Uh, their description is centers on a CDC researcher, Abby Arcane, when she returns to her childhood home of Huma, Louisiana, in order to investigate a deadly swamp ass virus. No, swamp-born virus. She develops a surprising bond <laughs> with scientist Alec Holland, only to have him tragically taken from her. Now, if you read the comic, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Alec Holland turns into Swamp Thing. Uh, but its powerful forces descend on Huma, intent on exploiting the swamp's mysterious properties for their own purposes. Abby will discover that the swamp holds mystical secrets. And crazy shit happens. Produced by James Wan. If you watch this trailer, it's got a crazy, like, horror, Louisiana Bayou vibe. It's very different than the other shows. It looks... Cool. I've always r- loved Swamp Thing. So it's like thing. Swamp Thing. Yeah. It's like Swamp Thing, which you can read the uh, a bunch of runs on the DC Universe app. They've added like 22,000 comics. You can uh, Just in case you don't know, there's two Swamp Thing movies and two Swamp Thing TV shows, yeah, I think, yeah. before this. So there's a lot of Swamp Thing out there. There was a cartoon, too, briefly. But, yeah, there was a 90s USA TV show. 
Uh, you guys gonna check this out? We should check out the uh, the pilot. This sounds re- it looks really good. Any- I'll watch the pilot. Uh, Anthony, anything at all? If you force me to watch the pilot, I'll watch. The I will force you. Let me tell you what, though, Doom Patrol. I'm finally- not a, I've never been a big Swamp Thing. Okay, guy, though. okay. I, rem- I tried reading the comics. Yeah. I bought like maybe five, ten issues, and it was fine. It's just like it wasn't my the, all the mystical magic stuff wasn't my shtick. I love that stuff. It was Vertigo, uh, Swamp Thing, Animal Man, the whole thing with the avatars of the green and the rot and the red and the gray. Uh, it's fucking, they built like, just like Sandman, it builds this crazy world uh, with, the, with the elements of life. Uh, and I hope it translates and I hope it do it well. Doom Patrol, now you can binge. 15 episodes done, season finale last week. Let me tell you something. I highly recommend Doom Patrol. I love this show. It was. I got to finish it. Dude, it was so. Me too. I got to start it. Wacky. I got to continue it. Continue it because it is it's not only weird and wacky and wonderful, but it's endearing and has heart. It has relatable characters. It is a show that knows what it wanted to be confident as hell. Took a lot of chances. The season finale has probably one of the wackiest scenes I've ever seen. I'm not. I can't. I'm not, I can't tell you. I you just gotta know watch. Flex Mentalo's in it. Flex Mentalo shows up towards the end, and it's it's really great. All you you really fall in love with all the main characters. An amazing version of Cyborg in this show. Great live action version of Cyborg. I every week I was like, I fucking I love this show. It is just so clever and so much fun and so weird and so unique. So. Uh, I'd like to review it, get a deep dive into it if you guys catch up whenever. Okay. I'll get to it. Okay. You uh, set a time for me to finish it by and I'll do it. All right. I, well, there's Not Jessica now. Jones. Maybe by the end of the summer. Yeah. You, you, set, me, you, set, a, you set a time frame for me to watch it because I, I do want to watch it. All right. I will update your Google calendar, Anthony. Sure. Remotely and remotely. send you push notifications. Thank you. I will push notifications in your face. Allah bless. Uh, alhamdulillah. All right, look, let's take a quick break so we can play some promos and get to Godzilla. Here's a teaser. Yes. Right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. And welcome to the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. Hey, Ian. Yeah. Did you know you could find us on the Danger Entertainment Network? Danger. Danger Entertainment. That's right. Sounds dangerous. It, it is. It's, it's a tad bit dangerous. You'd be shocked to find that out. You know, there's a bunch of great podcasts you can find there. Our friends from the History of Bad Ideas podcast, Who the What Now, the Sodded Geek. No, they retired. That's right. They retired. They retired. But there are a bunch of other great podcasts you can find there, along with us. Yeah, we're the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast, and we do pop culture and chili cheese dogs and whatever else floats our fancy. Yeah. Check us out. For sure. For sure. We're we're on most podcatchers, so give us a look. Peace. Are you a fan of movies? Or comics? Or video games? Or just anything else nerdy? Well, you should check out the Zing Zing This This Podcast. Podcast. And that's spelled Z-E-N-G this and you can find us every monday and we have nerdy topics from comic book reviews to in-depth analysis of iconic nerdy movies as well as video game discussions mm-hmm. where's some of the best places to find us ally well podbean of course you can also find us on itunes stitcher google play anywhere else you listen to your podcast, podcast. yeah so check us out once again that is zing, zing this, this. 
Listener, if you've been enjoying the show and you want to support, you want to give back, and you want more show, there's one thing and only one thing you could do, and it's to join our fan club, jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Type that in. It'll take you right to our Jockandnerd Plus Patreon fan club. It's not plus. It's Jockandnerd <laughs> also, too. It's just more. You're going to get access to a bonus RSS podcast feed that includes all the shows that come out in this feed early. By the way, you guys, we put out 11 uh, things this month in May. 11. Oh, shit. Yes. On oh, Patreon? shit. No. On the main fucking free feed. Oh, yeah. Alone. Yeah. So there's a lot more on Patreon. You get all the shows, the spinoff show early, and bonus content, instant reactions, movie reviews, uh, jock talks. Uh, right now, I have to thank Jose Ibarra, listener Patreon supporter, just before we started recording, got an email saying... Jose increased his support from fifteen to twenty dollars. Talking nerd. Oh shit! Thank wow. you, sir. I forget. I think on that tier you get to come on the show and shit. I'll have to check again. It's been a while, uh, but thank you, Jose, for your continued support, and thank you, everyone, on the Patreon. Neat. New this week is a uh, movie review of John Wick Three uh, by myself and Rugs. Right, Rugs? That's right. Uh, we got to see that. We've seen a lot of movies, uh, and it was very entertaining. Check out the review. But basically, it's a lot of shooting and punching and stabbing. <laughs> you will like it. And then, uh, Anthony, an emergency uh, sports. Is this a jock talk with TJ Johnson? Sort of, Are yeah. you cheating now on ch- with on him with Chaz? Why are you going to hurt poor Chaz? Their bottom is, is very caught weak. caught in the middle of this the fucking... Uh, play, play the other one. Love triangle. Oh, this is uh, <laughs> thanks to Jason Dutch. Uh, here's what TJ thinks of Tony. Let me tell you about Tony. All right. Tony ruins lives. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. I think <laughs> pretty accurate. Yeah. Thanks for sending that in. We will definitely use that one. Yeah, that's the that's. Uh, yeah, I'm just ruining lives. Yeah, no, it was a uh, emergency Lakers talk. TJ is a big Lakers fan. I hit him up and we just decided to do something right on the spot. We, I was literally on the shitter, texted him. Hey, you want to come on and go on in like 20 minutes, 10 minutes? Yeah. All right, cool. There was a big article about the Lakers and their dysfunctions. So I, I listened to, to the beginning it. of it, and uh, that article, like the amount of shit they're going through was crazy. I was like, wow, yeah. it sounds like a fucking mess over there. Yeah, so we decided to talk about it. Hope you enjoy. If you're into jock content and the actual jock content. Yeah, it the looks, only jock content only, you'll get is on Patreon. Eh, you got to pay for it. Sorry, but you'll or be supporting the show. You'll get it on the spinoff show sometimes. That's right. But I just feel bad. Hopefully, Chaz... You can see other people too. I don't know. I mean, he's fucking cheating on. He's cheating. <laughs> DJ's cheating with you. You're cheating on Chaz with him. I don't know what's going on. It's very. Then I, then I had a phone sex operator. Then he did this some phone week. sex. It yeah. was a three way. There's all sorts oh, of. Shit. Only on the Patreon listener. You got to sign up. Jogger.com slash Patreon. Okay. Let's get to the movie review Godzilla King of Monsters. Here's your spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. I'm so glad I get to pull up all of my Godzilla clips again. I've been saving them for every time we talk about Godzilla. You might hear Raymond Burr a little bit later. We'll see what happens. Uh, King of the Monsters is the sequel to the 2014 uh, Gareth Edwards film Godzilla. Uh, And it is, I got this from Wiki. So you guys check me because you're the Godzilla fans. It's also the 35th film 
in the Godzilla franchise, the third film in Legendary's Monster Verse, and the third Godzilla film to be completely produced by a Hollywood studio. I think that's yeah. all about right. Yeah, that's wild. So th- I mean, Godzilla—he's almost seventy, isn't he? It's almost been seventy years. Yeah. of yeah. Godzilla movies, amazing. Who doesn't love the sixty-five right now? Yeah, so it's very long. It's the longest running thing ever. It is like the OG shared universe, like up there with the the um, Universal monsters, right? right. This would yeah. be the second. Yeah, it was second. Yeah, but it's lasted longer, clearly, uh, than uh, now uh, on the, the Rotten Tomatoes. There, uh, it's at forty uh, percent. Uh, but the uh, hold on, let me get the average. Oh, average rating. 5.07 out of 10. What about the audience? So the audience score is 89%. Now, Rotten Tomatoes recently made a change to how it tallies and shows the audience score. They're doing something called verified audience reviews. And since Fandango owns Rotten Tomatoes, if you buy your tickets through Fandango and then leave a review, you are a verified uh, audience member and that score is promoted more. Now you could still leave a review if you haven't seen the movie, if you haven't bought a ticket or proved you've seen the movie. I just think they're going to promote and show the verified audience scores more to kind of prevent trolls, I guess. Which ultimately, if you really want to troll something, you go buy tickets for it. You're helping the movie out either way, I guess. Yeah. So I think it's a good change. Uh, they're doing something. Rotten. So there's a big difference. It's almost a ninety percent score. Yes. From the verified people, not trolls. Right. 89% versus 40% by critics. Now, look, this is a critic. This is a Godzilla movie. And this is one of those movies where I'm liking to say, fuck the critics. Oh, shit. Really? I'd rather know the audience score because this is a Godzilla movie for Godzilla fans. Uh, Box office wise, the movie just came out. Well, it opens yesterday. Today, we're doing this very quickly. We all saw it on the Thursday. It came out. So, uh, don't have it. Probably cost about two two hundred million to make. I'm estimating. Uh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll go into the. Yeah, uh, yeah it's gonna. Yeah, probably two hundred. But um, so Thursday night previews, it made six point three million. I guess that's pretty good, right? For previews. Well, yeah, it's better than Kong Skull Island, three point seven million. Oh, Kong that's Skull interesting. Um, and it had it's Kong Skull Island had a sixty one million debut, but. What concerns me is this is three million behind the first Godzilla movie that came out on that Thursday. Oh, really? Godzilla, the twenty fourteen, yeah, huh? Yeah. So Godzilla, mm. that first Godzilla made ninety three mil, which uh, had nine point three million in previews. So mm. my theory is, I don't think this is going to do as well as it should, and I think those bad reviews are going to hurt it. So they're estimating, uh, projecting sixty to sixty-five million dollar opening weekend, which yeah, is I mean, less and, than what which you is said. less than yeah. ninety-three million, which the first movie had. Yeah, and the reviews are. Uh, well, there's the, a lot of competition too. Yes, it's a busy you had summer. Aladdin yes. opened up last week. Yes, and so Aladdin's going to take the lion's share, of, like because uh, it did well. Aladdin right? actually did surprisingly well. Right. This uh, bad stink on the genie did not hurt the movie. It's already so, made more money than Dumbo. You got Aladdin, right? Yeah. Then you got Ma that came out, this new horror movie. That yeah. Came out. And yep. then you got Rocket Man, which yep. is the uh, biopic. Taron Egerton as Elton John coming out the same time like Bohemian so there's Rhapsody came out. a lot of like, out. stuff yeah. that Godzilla's competing with. Also, the next following week, you have X-Men come out. So, well, 
Yes. Let's let's yeah. let's compare this. Though. Yes. So when Godzilla 2014 came out, it came out May 16th. Aha. Uh-huh. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. May 16th, it came out. That while while that was out, you had Amazing Spider-Man 2 out. Oh shit. You had Neighbors out. And then the week after, yeah. Funny enough, X Men: Days of Future Past. Comes oh out. shit! Wow. So mm. my my point there is it had the same competition. I feel like it's even more crowded though. Just now, even just five years. I'm later. just concerned. I don't think this is going to do very well in the box office. So that tw- uh, we'll, by the time this show releases, we'll know. Yes, 2014 made 200 million gross overall. And uh, the, if it doesn't hit that, that's a that's a huge disappointment. What did Kong Skull Island make? One thirty. Okay, so I think it'll do well foreign. Like foreign, it'll do very well. well it, but apparently, here. it made eighteen million in China, like opening day already. So yeah, China, it'll do well it's foreign. making the most money in China. They're gonna eat this up. All right, look, let's just get to opening thoughts of this movie. Maybe recap the plot a little bit. But this is why I'm glad you, Anthony, and Rugboy are here. Our Godzilla fans, our lifelong Godzilla experts. <laughs> Uh, and sure. like like I said, I really don't give a shit on, in this case, what the critics think. Because I kind of felt it was going to go this way. This movie is really for the fans. And as fans of Godzilla, overall thoughts. Uh, Anthony, we saw this movie together, which we is did. rare for us. <laughs> uh, but we had a chance to see it in IMAX. And uh, it was a nice, big, big fucking screen. Big screen. What would you think uh, once the movie ended? Hmm. This movie is the definition for me of a mixed bag. Okay. <laughs> um, I really was enjoying a lot of the, the monster stuff. Um, I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed just kind of the fact. You can tell this guy is a Godzilla freak. Like Directed he, by he, Michael Doherty. There's a lot written. of little nods that we can get into, but yeah. there's a lot of stuff where you're like, this guy watched his Godzilla movies. Yeah. Or the people creating this watched Godzilla movies. So they threw in a lot of good stuff. The human characters are really shitty. <laughs> In my opinion, yeah. um, when the story cuts to them, it is literally exposition, 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 exposition. And one-liners, throw in some one-liners. One-liners, exposition, exposition. one-liners, um, yeah. For me, Kyle Chandler's character was the worst because this guy literally gets picked up off the street and all of a sudden is the smartest guy in the room and starts running everything. Yeah, he knows everything, doesn't he? Knows he? everything. Yeah. Knows everything. <laughs> no, he's um, doing like this military general. Right. So, I mean, it's a mixed bag. So, overall, I was... Tickled to death to see some of the music and some of the fight scenes and seeing the reverence to pay to the characters. Um, but I'm also kind of like, come on, we can do better. Like we like, I know this is a Godzilla film, but we can do better. We we let's 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 make a good film overall. Let's let's just not be like, okay, it's a Godzilla film mm-hmm. and focus on the the monsters. Mm-hmm. Let's let's make an overall good film, and we still haven't hit that yet. So. All right, very. It's a mixed bag. I, it's a mixed There's bag. things I enjoy and things I'm like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Okay, rugs. Yeah. yeah, I'm very curious to hear your opening thoughts. Well, hmm. okay, so I went in with the biggest thing. One of the biggest things, besides what Anthony, I, which I echo a lot of what Anthony says, like he's pretty much running on the money of of his opinion on the film. Um, the thing that really fucked it up for me was the trailers. Yeah, they gave everything away. So when you sat down and watched the movie, there was no surprises. Literally every money shot they uh, yeah. used in the trailer. I was afraid of that. So and like that's it, what it happened. sapped a little bit of the yeah. pow fa- of the yeah. wow factor for me, and yeah. like hitting, like getting to see some of these scenes. I seen them in the trailer already, and they're like old hat. So it's like the marketing 
they had like a catch 22. Like they had to get people into the theater and show how awesome this movie is. But at the same time, they blew their load. Yeah. And when you went there, you just kind of saw like, I've seen this all the trailers already. Yep. Just longer. Uh, Yeah. Just longer. (laughs) So that was the, I think the biggest thing that affected my impact of seeing the movie, not the story. I expected the story to suck balls. Yeah. I expected like it to be annoying exposition. I was like, I just want to see the fucking monsters fight. Now, to piggyback on top of that, Michael Doherty obviously is a, a Godzilla fan. Yeah. He knows his kaiju. I just don't think he's as good a director as Gareth Evans. Yes. Or Edwards or yes. whatever the fuck. Is it name. Evans or Edward? I think it's Edward. Whatever. I don't know. I like, did roll it. the yes. dice. You know, no, but I, I, I agree. I agree with that sentiment. Yes. I don't think he's as good a director no. at action and figuring out how to place the camera. No, yeah. It was too frenetic. Like, you're waiting for this big scene and like, yes, they're on screen, but you're seeing an elbow. Like you're seeing <laughs> yeah. like you're not. And I think he was trying to do that to create scale. Yeah. Like it's so big. They don't fit in it, it. But it was also like, okay, now there was a couple of moments that really just blew me away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was just like awesome. But to be honest with you, even though we only got like eight minutes of Godzilla screen time. Yeah. The quality of Godzilla 2014 is made even more evident of how good it is by after you watch this movie. Yeah, totally. You're like, you're like, you see Godzilla in 2014, like take a breath and be tired. Yeah. You you see him aware of his surroundings. You see him kind of motion. He had he had so much more personality and more like you can kind of connect with him in so many ways. In this movie, he's more of a prop. And you don't get to see things like, for example, let's go into spoilers right now. Do you mind or do you no, want to take this somewhere? Because I'm in the middle of a thought process. Do it. They go and they show you the oxygen destroyer. Right. It's a major thing. For, now, right, for now, not, like non Godzilla people, explain why it's so major. Because in the first Godzilla movie, that's how they kill Godzilla. The they use 50, the, go- the, the 50, oxygen destroyer. 54. So this is yes. a callback. Some they fan service. That it's also the thing that brings back uh bring creates D- destroyer oh. from the heisei era who then is in the film where godzilla dies again so yes it's a huge thing so it's thrown in there very willy-nilly yeah kind of a <laughs> yeah, yeah, number one thing. it's thrown in there very willy-nilly and it doesn't work and it does okay this yeah. is the point is you have Ghidorah and godzilla fighting in the water yeah you don't really see it now and you don't really see what happens to them after the after the destroyer is. You don't see them fry and their their skin get flayed and they go down to skeletons or something. Yeah. You don't see any of it. No, you don't. It's you true. just see a flash of light. Yeah. And so, like a good director would know to show you that. Well, you can tell thing, he uses uh, flashes of light in this movie to cover a lot of shit a yes, lot of times. He's really showing you, not showing you a lot. Yeah. Another thing is that, um, and I think that all the movies, uh, other than the. Japanese movies don't really show you this, but when Godzilla uses his atomic ray, they don't really show you the damage it causes. It's kind of just like pushes people. It was like a pulse that just emanated, but wouldn't it destroy everything around him? I would just like to see a close up of Ghidorah, like with scales, like shooting out, like, 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 like getting some damage at least. Yeah. Um, because otherwise it's just like he just pu- like softly he's playing shuffleboard with Ghidorah, like, <laughs> he's just like pushing, pushing him, back him down a little bit with and air. He gets back up. Yeah, so it's like it's not as impressive when it doesn't like actually do anything. 
So, like, when Godzilla uses his breath in the Japanese movie, there's fucking explosions and yeah. shit goes flying out of the, you know, I mean, there's, like, they debris. Had a, they have an aspect of destruction porn in this movie. Like, shit got yeah, destroyed. Lots of it. Boston's so, fucking annihilated. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, th- 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 there's, like, establishing shots that show you, like, how fucking crazy destruction, but you never get to actually feel the visceral quality and see it unfold. It's, like, all kind of, like, happens... It, well, it's either phonetically, far away, and you don't really, yes. you don't really get to to to, to kind of like, I don't know. What they, they well, let me piggyback real quick before you get into your thoughts and run. Yeah, is the 2014 movie, and then this sounds like I'm going to be completely bashing the film, and we I'll get into some good stuff because there is a lot of good stuff too. Um, but the 2014 movie had a really did really well at just establishing kind of the shock and awe of like. And the the scale, like you looked at these things, you're like these two monsters are just majestic, yeah. and they're fighting each other. And they the fights were easy to follow. It was dark, but for the most part, they were easy to follow. You could follow the sense of like, the destruction. They didn't cut away too much, right. from other stuff. Where this one, especially when they get to Boston, the the camera is closer, so it's kind of like you can't a lot really of tell. Shaky cam. Yeah, you can't really tell all. Like it wasn't pulled back enough to like get the sense of what's going on and then anytime they cut to what that fucking family i was just rolling my <laughs> eyes I'm like, i yeah i'm like just f- i want to see <laughs> these two monsters fight yeah i want to see Ghidorah. Or i want to see martha and rodan so there was some uh yeah the, the filmmaking it wasn't as great as i Gareth think that, that would have solved a lot of problems because yes the characters suck and the humans suck but i think if those moments were genuinely like entertaining and gripping like you would forgive that yeah. so much more, but since they're kind of like they're there, they're doing they're doing it, but you're like, yeah, but it's not really like gripping me. Then you're gonna concentrate on how much you're annoyed that you're cutting back to these people. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to what you said, Anthony. A good story can carry anything, and you can have all the special effects in the well, world. This, you know, this. I'm, I'll say this: the story isn't that bad. Yeah. It's the storytelling that's bad. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's and it's the character work that's bad. The storytelling, the story in and of itself is is kind of in line with what a Godzilla film is. It's sure. kind of yeah. kind of wacky. It's kind of like oh, like there's this rogue military group, and then there's a science group, yes. and then yeah. And I and I do like the fact like this isn't. It's been hinted at in the Japanese films, but I like the fact that there's all these different kaiju, but Godzilla is the clear alpha, and they yeah, all bow yeah. to him, and that yeah. there's this rivalry with King, Did- King Ghidorah, yeah. who's foreign, yeah. and he's trying to be the rival. Like that stuff has been kind of hinted at, but they, I mean, this it works. It's like, clear for me, it works at yeah. least. Like, it's yeah. clear, like these monsters all, like it's kind of like the, like the real like animal kingdom. Like there's two alpha lions that are battling it yep. out. And everyone else is just trying to see who they should be following. I like that stuff. Who's gonna Who's gonna like be the alpha? That part of the story really actually works for me. Well, they have. Okay, let's talk about some of the good stuff. The world building, like uh, we were having a, a conversation, a bunch of God, Godzilla fans, Bilotti and I, and everybody about like you know Godzilla and and what it means and what it should be and whatever. And I, I was of the opinion that you got to create. Like it's a, when you have the original Godzilla who was made uh, out of the atomic was a creature that was mutated by the atomic bomb and was uh, wanted to destroy Japan. And he was the only one of his kind. And he's kind of like an abomination that works in a, in one way. But when you have a bunch of monsters, like n- not he's not an abomination anymore. He's like just not not as, not as it, like he's not special. There's so many other monsters. So now you got to figure out how you're going to get. Why do these monsters exist? Where are they hiding? 
all that stuff. And I think that the American version did that brilliantly. Yeah, yeah definitely. They're like, they're all like, they were here. They, they were born of a time that was when the world was very radioactive back in the ancient times, before ancient times. And um, they went to hibernation because the, 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 the earth, you know, went down in radiation. So they had to go closer to the core and they had to burrow under these things. And they were basically the hollow earth theory. You know, they're, mm. they're somewhere hidden in these, like, you know, the, the underneath the earth's crust. It's their so like, planet. This, we're just yes. uh, living on it. Yeah. So they're just there hiding out. You see them in Kong Skull Island. They built that. They come out of the ground and they fuck around with shit. So like, They've established this really great idea for these monsters existing. They're not all hanging out on an island somewhere partying like they do in the Japanese ones. Right. No <laughs> you know, they're all like all over the world and they're they're hibernating and they, they only come out when like either either they're in really close proximity to radiation where like it behooves them to like come out of, of hibernation to go get it. Well, in like or the twenty fourteen, the the atomic test w- awoke Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. So in the five so, years since that movie, that everyone knows that there's these monsters and Monarch has has bases around all right. the yeah. world. They're monitoring it. Monitoring and you've established them. the Godzilla Shield, which is Monarch yeah. that has all these crazy bases, yeah. has these cool vehicles. You know, it's like the GI Joe of Godzilla. Yep, yep. And that's really cool. Um, and that could be even cooler if someone else was like really a visionary there. Um, it's pretty cool as it is. And um, so that they do this great world building. Right, so like, yeah, cool. y- yeah, the story in itself. Okay. It's ham fisted and whatever. You got this character that knows everything. You got this There's other a character, MacGuffin. the MacGuffin, the person who invents the MacGuffin, like flips it. That, and then the bad guy's reasoning. Does that make any sense? Well, you, just wants, you're not really you know. sure what anybody's motivation really is. Yeah. And it changes. And they, you're not sure who to root for. Yeah, that, that's but a little strange. That's all, yeah. that's all <laughs> circumstantial bullshit. You yeah. don't even need to care no, about. Yeah. Because, at the end of the day, the the job that Doherty's trying to do, he's let me establish a universe where Godzilla and all these monsters can exist. There's a reason for f- them fighting. Let's you know make it about animals st- stuff that's actually in nature, animals fighting, yep. uh, alphas and stuff like that. So this is all like genius, not genius, but very very smart world world clever. Yeah, what I'm hearing is clearly I will agree. Like Gareth Edwards had is better at showing sense of scale. In that movie, he he's and he's done it in Rogue One. He did it in Godzilla. Uh, it feels like the movie could have been a little more sophisticated, more in tune with the the sophistication of 2014. Now, for me, like I, you guys have watched all the Godzilla movies. I've watched 2014, Kong Skull Island. I fucking watched Shin Godzilla. Uh, oh shit! It's entirely in Japanese. Uh, and then this one, and when it ended. I was like, well, they you wanted fucking monsters? They give you fucking monster <laughs> on monster action. They give you a lot. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, some of the shots were beautiful. The, I love the designs. I love how Mothra looked. I loved how Ghidorah, Rodan, uh, all, all of it. Great. They all look great. Uh, That's something else to be commended. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 100%. Because, I'll piggyback on that in a second. Yeah. I mean, like, so th- they got that going for it. Yeah. The, the, all these monsters look great. And they're designed well. And they look cool for the like you know you know they have like, these really crazy designs the Japanese did, and then they went and they figured out how to make it make it cool to be in, in CG and shit. So it's like they've they're like winning all these different things. So they're losing some major battles, but they're winning a lot of them too. Yeah, I almost felt like 
Does does do they even need the human characters? I would have been fine if you had, there was no <laughs> well, you, human you, characters. Nah, you need. I mean, you need human characters. But the, the way they did it in this movie, it's like cutscenes in a video game. They were just there to like yeah. read the action no, scenes together. There was one scene that was so unforgivable, and that's the one where. Uh, what's her name? The doctor who makes the MacGuffin. What's her name? Vera, Mar- Vera Farmiga. Is, Vera Farmiga yeah. comes on and gives like a slideshow presentation. Well, there was a lot of, of presentations <laughs> already ready for these people. But in this I mean, movie. Who's that making one was these, the most ludicrous. Who's like, making these PowerPoints? Like the other ones were at least in an environment where you would have a slideshow presentation. Yes. They're like at a government yeah. thing. So it's like, okay, that's what would happen. <laughs> yes. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But she literally calls them on a video phone and then somehow patches through a very well edited montage of what's going to happen. Well, geez, somebody we had to anything. like CGI this in that world. Like somebody mocked this up to specifications. Well, let me let me comment real quick I did, I, before we get too far away from when we were talking about the monsters. What another really good thing that they nail the designs, I think for the most part. They modernize the designs enough where it's it's a, still a modern take but it's still recognizable to a Toho Godzilla fan. I think another big thing they really nailed at least in my opinion is the personalities of these characters mm. like King Ghidorah is a fucking ruler like that that he is an alpha monster that w- is foreign from space I love the Monster Zero stuff I love that he's tagged as that and he's named Ghidorah which means many heads yeah like which is a sp- Ghidorah is actually a is taken from Hydra oh that, right that's the, the many headed Ghidor- yes. yeah so um, I enjoyed Ghidorah's personality I enjoy the fact that Godzilla is at least th- this take on him that he's this benevolent king like he's just in charge of balance i enjoy that rodan in the toho movies as well he's kind of a punk right rodan, rodan if i would describe rodan he's like a coyote or a fucking hyena like he just fucking is like he goes he's, with he's whoever's tr- winning he's a troublemaker yeah and he's like that in this fucking movie too because yeah. he does kind of switch sides right he yeah. switches side you never know what side this motherfucker's on yeah he's always kind of just an asshole he's an opportunist also He's like, he is. this side's winning. I'm going to go over here now. <laughs> He's just an asshole. Yeah. Rodan's always been fucking an asshole. Yeah. Um, and then Mothra is very much the queen. And like she she should be. I like her best when she's kind of overmatched. And they nail that as well. So I think they I think they, they have a really good handle on the personalities of these monsters. And they, in each in each monster has a personality, which is usually pretty hard to pull off. Yeah. when these are just gigantic CGI characters. I mean, like the, like the monsters in Pacific Rim, yeah, especially Part Two, yeah. Those monsters have no personality. Absolutely no, they're generic. No. Yeah. They're generic monsters. Yeah. Like for all the praise that Pacific Rim gets, even that first one, you can't tell me that any of those monsters have any any distinct personality. I even thought Godzilla had personality, where you like kind of see him smile and look over and smirk. He, he does have a personality. You get, yeah, in this one, I thought they showed it well. And it's not cheesy, you know. It's right, not like right. Oh, like. Wait, this is he's too human. No, yeah. he seems like a giant monster. He is. He just has his quirks. He has his things that he does. He's a little chubby. He's a little uh, wide at the bottom, but uh, you know, he felt like he felt like he was like an old retired boxer like coming out like he's going to be like, "Oh shit, I got to fucking do this shit again. All right, I'll fucking save you guys." Coming out kind of tired, but he is the the lonely god uh of of the land and uh just trying to regain control and Oh, he's not lonely. Well, he he, but he's he's. So this was five years. King. It was five years since that last movie where he was he was asleep this whole time. I guess. No, they were, I think they were just monitoring him. Oh, underwater. they were just watching him. Yeah. Because apparently there's molten lava under the water inside the earth. But Hollow you know, Earth, God, yeah. yeah, Godzilla movie. But look, I was entertained. I was fully entertained watching these fight scenes. 
I will say, though, it did a little bit of what John Wick did to me is that there was so much fucking relentless monster action that at some point your eyes kind of glaze over and it's just like that's a you direct too thing. far. Yeah, that's guess, a storytelling issue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I can tell you how many comics that I have that are drawn beautifully. Yeah. But have crappy storytelling. Right. Yep. Yeah. And have just amazing renderings yep. of beautiful buildings, but like the storytelling just doesn't grip you. That was kind of what this was because I thought, and I think that yeah. he's one of those artists. He's he's a horror director. Yeah. And so he's into certain things. He's not really an action director. While it looked great, there was a lot of like, it reminded me of Battle of Winterfell where, you know, it's a lot of dark scenes with shit flying around and you don't see moves. Like it's I can't, a little bit overloaded. Yeah. I can't remember a monster move, like a move got like I wish he picked up like a, a tra- like in the first movie, he picks up the train. The way it's shot so close up, you don't see any individual like monster moves. Like I can't remember a cool move. There was that one. He did. There was one scene yeah. where Godzilla this this happens in every Heisei movie. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Heisei, Heisei, yeah. show him film. I think it happens a couple of times. And it happens in the very first fight. And this is where I I audibly said yes in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Is when Godzilla's falling. Yeah. And he's still got the breath going. Yeah, oh, it's still funny. shooting. And he does like that, the falling breath shot. Yeah. yeah. That's out of like Godzilla movies, like yeah. every one. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, like he's definitely pulling that from a movie right there. That was good. And uh, that not that like a classic Godzilla thing that happens? Like oh, yeah. he gets knocked down and he, on his way down, he just gives you a fuck you like beam as he goes down. <laughs> yeah, that, that's classic. There, there was actually, so I, I will I will agree and run for the most part. There was a couple moves okay. that I got. Yeah, what other, what's the, the one? one? Uh, the one where King Ghidorah wraps up Godzilla. Oh, and picks him up. Picks him up that's cool. and then drops him. Yeah, that yeah. is straight yeah. from uh, King Ghidorah. Godzilla versus Mecha or King Ghidorah when Mecha King Ghidorah comes out and wraps up Godzilla and then uh. yeah like so the, there are some things where and they wrap the necks like the, and they'd start like biting him that stuff is um they've ta- they, there's been a couple of different uh Toho films where Godzilla's getting bitten and his energy is being sucked so, out. And I do remember him biting, uh, well, he ripped what, Ghidorah, one of the Ghidorah's heads off. They don't so, show that, yeah. But I remember him biting him. But is that a thing, too, where Ghidorah regenerates his heads? No, that's a new that's thing. That's a new thing. Mm. I, I like that, too, though. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, I mean, they, 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 they're smart with a lot of the ki- kaiju stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Much smarter than the Toho stuff. Yeah. Like, they, they do a really good, they've, they've really put a lot of thought or a lot of clever thought into like, okay, let's make these monsters credible. Yeah. Let's make give them personality. Let's make sure that this world that they've built, it like, oh, like that all like it seems kind of intriguing and cool. Like, okay, cool. Like all that stuff is really good. I wish the film like overall was better, but there's a lot of stuff for me that I really well, like. The care clearly like, there's went a lot to there the for the fans. Monsters and not there's the people. So much there for the fans. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we can get into. I mean, one of my favorite things. Is I mean the fact that they've incorpor- they incorporated the Toho music. The I mean, music that, yeah. was great. That, I really well, enjoyed you know, the, the music. No, the thing is, the music is good yeah. when they do the Toho stuff. When they go off the rails and yeah. do their own shit, that yeah. music sucks. Which one's the Toho stuff? Oh, the like, chanting. Yeah, the oh, chanting. Like the, when, yeah, the tribal stuff. I mean, the when when he comes out of the ocean after he's been um, fucking regenerated. Yeah, the shot when he walks in when 
King Ghidorah is about to attack, and he get blows him away while in Fenway Park, and he walks in with the fucking planes is um, is an amazing use oh, yeah. of music. It's okay. like dun dun dun, dun yeah, and the yeah, planes yeah. are coming and in, coming behind him. Yeah, badass. that's fucking amazing. You saw in the trailer, but and, and the use of Mothra's music was yeah. well timed as well. Um, I wish, I wish they would have used um. Rodan's music or King Ghidorah's music. I don't know. Did they use that stuff? To, what happened to Mothra? How did she dies? How does she? I can't remember. She gets blasted by. Like she Ghidorah. takes the blast for Godzilla from yeah. Ghidorah. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, oh. and then just fall like her essence falls on him. Oh. And that that ignites the 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 meltdown mode. I love when he was all red and like that was a fucking sick shot when you could that, see the red coming he, through. That's a big um, Easter egg from Godzilla versus Destroya. Oh, that's right. The, same thing. the thing is like they threw in, they almost threw in too many it's like, for, Easter there's eggs. There's so much fan service in this movie. Because they're going for it. I, yeah, but, yeah. but I, I mean like it shows to me that they only have this film, I think they only have it for three films, right? Because yeah. they, got the, they got the Kong one and that's and I think that's, that's it, it. Right. Because yeah. the, the him turning like molten like that, I mean that was 26 movies in wow by the, by the time he turned like that that's like, his death that's his death uh yeah i mean that's a huge thing and they threw that in in the second movie so doherty clearly has probably seen all these guys you've seen movies. everything you know you, you had can be sure have. that and like that's kind of cool and i got even not being a huge godzilla fan i got the sense that he was giving little tidbits for the guy because in the beginning uh, if you notice the protesters, there's a sign. One guy's carrying destroy all monsters. Yeah. I was like, ah, that's an Easter egg. I all, know what the, that means. Uh, all the test sites are years of yes. when Godzilla films were released. Mothra, it was like uh, test site 61 or whatever, but it's the year those characters were introduced. Yeah, uh, which is a lovely. It's a lovely like Avengers Endgame nod. Unfortunately, they, they threw in a shit ton of Kong reference. Almost, I was almost like, there's a lot of Kong. I was almost like, this is too much Kong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like Kong. The last time we saw Kong, he was a hundred feet tall yeah. in the seventies. Yeah, like he's not a threat. Yet. How is he gonna get? Well, we don't. I'm trying know. to figure out how they're gonna work in like, the it? Kong. Can stuff. I just talk about? Yeah, look. So yes, it, the, the monster fight was great, and were the characters shit? Yes, where you didn't really get to know any of them or be introduced or know why they were there. But, no one's completely likable or anything. And there's yeah, there's they're nobody there. to connect to, and their motivations are changing. But someone uh, had a great line. I think it was a Hollywood Reporter interview uh, review. It's mm-hmm. uh, the cast is hilarious because it's made up of comfort food TV stars. Oh, if shit. you think about it, hey, remember Game of Thrones? We got Tywin Lannister. <laughs> you like Stranger Things? We got Eleven. You a fan of Friday Night Lights? We got Kyle Chandler. You like West Wing? Bradley Whitford's in the fucking movie. Uh, you like Ice Cube? We got his son just... How did Ice Cube's character, Ice Cube Jr., survive? He just shows up. He never got killed. He's just spitting out one-liners. I thought it was hilarious. So it's just funny that they got, like... And then you got Ken Watanabe, but Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, the Who do you think survives this, I mean, besides Millie Bobby Brown? Like, as far as into the next movie. So it's Kyle Chandler and Millie Bobby Brown are going into the next movie. Well, Dr. Dr. Ishiro is dead. Yes. Dr. Sarazawa is Dr. dead. Dr. Ishiro Sarazawa is dead. Uh, do you, I mean, here's the weird thing. The movie starts kind of like Batman versus Superman, where they're like, damn you, Godzilla, you killed my son. Yeah. And uh, the wife's like, and, and, the, and the husband wants to kill Godzilla. And the wife's like, we should protect him. But it was very kind of. 
BBS. I mean, I can, I can I can tell you who reprises their roles. Uh, it's going to be on the IMDb, isn't it? it well, yeah. I uh, was confused. I thought that Kyle Chandler and the family was in the first movie for a second. No, they're not. But they were. They were just Ky- Kyle Chandler is going to be in this. Oh, he's coming back. Millie Bobby Brown and then Zhang Zi. Oh, Zhang Zi's coming back. Oh, the Mothra girls. Yes, the Mothra well, girls. The they're twins. Yes. They're so twins, and like that's a nice Easter egg there. I I will admit Chandler. Uh, kind of does manage to carry his role, but it is just hilarious how his role is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He knows everything when he needs to know the right thing at the right time. To he's do. the he's the perfect mil- military strategist. He's the he's the best really? at reading animals. Yeah, really. He's he has enough power where everyone just listens to him. <laughs> yes. My, the, for me, the most ridiculous thing when he was like, "I quit and I'm just gonna leave." I'm like, "But, but you're on like <laughs> some you fucking. Go? You're in the middle of nowhere. You're yes. not gonna be able to commandeer a plane." Oil rig. <laughs> that, well, that for okay, me was let's, ridiculous. Let's let's uh, intimate his character. Well, from what we got in the movie, yeah. like, I didn't read anything. I did read the uh, Godzilla prequel uh, graphic novel. Oh, the prequel to this? Yes, and basically, What's that about? He, he has a run in with Muto Prime, and it, it gets into like the ancient Godzilla and how the ancients saw him as a, a savior and all that stuff. And basically, it's just an epic fight with uh, Muto Prime and. Basically, you find out that the Mutos are basically trying to use use him as uh, Godzilla as like a something to lay their eggs in to keep the radiation so they could grow more Mutos. So when they're basically, it, it, it's a parasite. That, and that's why in the 2014, they found the Muto uh, carcasses near a dead Godzilla. Skeleton. Oh, kind of like an ali- aliens thing. Yeah, so yeah. that they were kind of growing inside a Godzilla the other Godzilla that died and uh and then in that new radiation uh pulse woke them up and then they went over to the and, and fucked up the plant. So um anyway, what was I say? <laughs> the guy the from thing. Silicon Valley is oh, in we it. Were, we were no, we were talking about Kyle Chandler's uh, character. So Kyle Chandler anyway, Kyle Chandler that his character is him and his wife were studying wildlife and echolocation and animals. And so you see him He's, he's shooting wolves and, and analyzing alpha packs and, 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 and animal behavior. So they're animal behaviorists. She knows how to work with sound waves and, and yeah. stuff to make the orca. So they met working at Monarch, I guess. Okay. And they were together working at Monarch. And then they're the San Francisco thing. So they, they knew about Godzilla for a long before time. Before 2014 Before movie. even San Francisco ah. happened, where, where they fight the Muto and the Muto like, le- and him level, um, you know, that whole city, and then the kid gets killed in, in in the process. So they were already working at Monarch and using their skills as animal people, like animal behaviorists and shit like that, scientists. So that's where his knowledge of what to do with Godzilla comes into play, because he knows animals, and that's what he studies. So I don't know, maybe that's the reason, but all this other military, his, all of his military <laughs> acumen, I don't understand. I, the only thing that I can think of is like, since Monarch is like the G.I. Joe of Godzilla, yeah. maybe they go through this like rigorous training like to be in the FBI or whatever. Like, they learn all this stuff. Uh, Monarch so. doesn't really seem to know what the fuck they're doing either, though, in a lot of this movie. And just I don't know like who was the good guy, who was the bad guy. Charles Dance, this eco-terrorist, whatever, comes out of nowhere. You don't know anything about him. And then there's the big twist where the wife is actually, she called him. But why? Because she thinks, like, it makes no sense. She thinks releasing every all the monsters, it's like a Thanos uh, wipe out of existence that, that once they destroy the Earth, new life will come out from this radiation. Like, radiation will promote. She re- like, I, I mean, fuck? I'll try to explain. She re- like 
she thinks that by having the monsters out that it'll create a better society like it's better for the earth um you should have people don't respect the earth right right but and i don't think she's looking to completely wipe out the earth yeah i think she's just looking for like a balance um, which she ends up being right, actually, because at the end, the, those clippings show that the They're Earth is better kind of, off. But they just didn't. But then she realizes yeah. that King Ghidorah yeah. is a parasite, and that's the problem. And an alien. And he's an, an alien. alien. And is that canon to the Godzilla that he Ghidorah is an alien monster? Yes. Yes. Oh, I mean, well, okay. I mean, there's always different. There's so canon for Godzilla. It depends on the movie, but oh. he's mostly known as the an alien. Yes. Okay. There's well, a wacky '91 series where he's. They're from he's from the future and these little these little Dorettes. It's fucking weird. <laughs> and then yeah, you, uh, you can't use that. You one. can't use that one. And then Millie Bobby Brown's character like just steals the MacGuffin and and nobody's watching her and there's she they just it's terrible. I yeah, mean the human really characters bad. are bad. It was it's literally like I'm stealing this from uh, Chris Stuckman. Yes, who I, who yes, I like his reviews. Yes, yes. He's but it good. was literally like they look at they looked at Godzilla 2014. They looked at the complaints and they yeah. were like, okay, they well, did the opposite. Oh, well, they looked at it and they go, okay, there's there wasn't enough monster action, yeah. so we're going to put a ton of monster action in this. But I guess if we're going to do a ton of monster action, then I guess we don't have enough time for humans, we so let's just make them show. shittier yes. than last time. Yes, we, the, we can't at least last time we had Brian yes. Cranston. Now yeah. we have nothing to latch on with. They, like, yeah, the first one had a good, relatable I, I swear human uh, cast. They yeah. got Ken Watanabe. Yes. I, I think his only role in this film is just say, Gojira. Yeah, oh, explain things. He's like, yeah. you better look off no, everyone, the Literally, everyone, everyone is yes. there to explain yes. things. There's no, not a real, like, there's not a person that you latch onto. And uh, you know what? That's fine. But yeah. Like, for a, like, it's fine if you are a hardcore Godzilla fan and you realize most of the Godzilla films, the, the humans kind of suck. But, but can you make a sophisticated Godzilla movie that lands on yes, both, of course. both, uh, the first both one. aspects? The first one See, is like, very sophisticated. If I was going to do a Godzilla movie with the same architecture yeah. that they've built, I would do it from someone's first day at Monarch. Oh. All right? Because that way you get... You, you, the person who's sitting in the audience yep. is the, is that person the who's going, you. Yep. who's getting all of a sudden the, like, okay, we're going to tell you what's really going on. There's fucking monsters and there's one called Godzilla and he's under the water right now, just waiting for some reason to come up. That's a fantastic and, idea. Yeah. And, and then you just follow that person. He doesn't have to have a personal strife that you need. He's just, you know, kind of like he, now he meets Terazawa, he meets all these other people and then you just follow this person throughout all the movies. And then not only that, but then the family of who's in Monarch, which is our, you know, shield for Godzilla or G.I. Joe for Godzilla. Yeah. They become the main cast of characters and we come back for them, you know, and they're trying to do that. But they're they're Now we have this family dynamic like they're stealing that from Jurassic Park. All right. Let's make a family dynamic. And then they have a little issue and whatever. And let them work out their issues while fucking Godzilla and all these monsters are fighting. I don't know. It's like so such Hollywood bullshit. It, it is. And it, it does a little bit the same thing that Kong Skull Island did is that there's so many like characters that there's not nearly enough time to flesh out well, any let, of let them. Me, yeah, well, it is similar to Kong Skull Island yeah. in that sense. Um, what Kong Skull Island gets much uh, has a better grasp on. It's not like 100 percent better. But they have a better. They had a much better grasp on just showing you the monster fights. Yeah, those were great because yeah. you could see um, the moves. Like there was cool moves. It. it was good. Yeah. The uh, the point I was trying to finish was that um, if you are releasing this though to an American audience, yeah. the human characters do matter. You mm. can't just be like, oh, it's a Godzilla film. What did you expect? 
no, you're trying to make a lot of money here. Yeah. The the make new fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the 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 average American viewer thinks Godzilla is a joke. Yeah. They, I mean, they might be coming around a little bit more, but they still are like, but it's Godzilla. Like, yeah. You're kind of a loser if you like Godzilla. Like you, you need you need to still put the care in on all ends of the movie. So, but it, what about Godzilla hardcore fans? Is did they? Is this enough for them? Do you think? Like, it, I think what are you looking a for in a, in a Godzilla movie as a as a as a big Godzilla fan? I, I mean, I think the hardcore fan is going to like it. Yeah, I think they do a really good job yeah. with the, the monsters for the most part. Uh, you know, they they do a good job of updating these things while still making them true to some aspect of what Toho built. I just think for me, all the things that they did, uh, you know, they did their best, but at the end of the day, for me, this movie doesn't really matter that much. What matters is it makes a lot of money. Yeah. You know, like what's in the movie for me, for whatever, what matters to me is that they, that this becomes a tentpole and they keep making movies where they can get, eventually get it right. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes when you only have one shot to do it, like for example, when Gareth, when Gareth, whatever his last name is, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> uh, made 2014. Like we never knew if it was going to be until it made money that it was going to be more. Yeah. And um, this movie, I'm like, okay, they threw everything into these, all of these previews, all of these trailers, and uh, if people got to show up to the theater to see this. And um, it, it's a good enough movie, you know, for like a, a kid to it's enjoy. A like a, popcorn, a kid can sit through this yeah, without being bored. It's a great popcorn summer blo- blockbuster. Now, you know, the, the trend recently, like it may have a shot because the trend recently is that these big, dumb movies make a lot of money. You know, so if you look at the Jurassic World like, and the Venoms and uh, all these movies that you think you should like make Fallen money. Did you like Kingdom more than this, Imran, or did you like it less? See, than that's a good... I, I I think I like this better because of all seeing all the kaiju and the monster fights. I think this intrigues me more. Yeah. I was. I mean, it was entertaining for sure. I had a lot of fun. And I, I think... I still think that the director yeah. of... Fallen Kingdom is a better director yeah, as far as yeah, how to direct yeah. these set pieces. The, and the, the human parts and tying it together. But there are t- parts of this movie that are majestic. It is a spectacle on the highest level, and, and, and they nail that. But then it does kind of just go overboard and gives you too much to where you start I don't think to, it's too much. I think, it's no. too I much. think that that's wrong. Okay. I think people who can't put their finger on what what's wrong with yeah. it think it's too much. I just think it's not what's on screen isn't engaging you enough mm. so you glaze over when you're watching it. Yeah, right? a little bit. It's like you have to be immersed. When you're in it, Yeah. like when you're watching Avatar, there's nothing but CG bullshit going on. Yeah. But you're in it and you want to shit on James Cameron all you want. Yeah. When people are riding those fucking things, yeah. those fucking pterodactyls, like, you're in, you feel yeah. like you're there. Yeah, right. And you're seeing it, and you're that, experiencing and it. You're, you're pulled yeah, in. Yeah, that's the. So yeah. no matter how long the scene goes on, you're in for the ride. These things are like, it's almost like someone uh, blasting heavy metal oh, in your yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, it gets loud real like, quick. And you're like, you're like, I get it, I get it. Okay, let's turn it off now. <laughs> so it's like it's too much. There's just not the melody isn't there to grab you. So it's like. There's just a it's a directorial problem yeah, more than yeah. I think even a script problem, yeah. an acting problem, yeah. anything. It's make the beats work. 
Yeah, there was no kind of pacing or anything. It was just nonstop. Also, well, it moved. The movie it, moved. Yeah. It's just it it, it it kept going, and it wasn't like there wasn't like there was scenes where I'm like, okay, I don't care about this. Let's get to the monster fights. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Right. But it wasn't anywhere near as bad as 2014, where like you felt gypped. Right. Where they tore the camera away from you. But the big thing though, two for 2014 is when they did, and it, it's. The last eight ten minutes, but when they do get to that battle, it's, it's so worth it's so gripping. It's, it's so gripping. Yeah. Where these are like, they're cool, but they're not. You're not. You're not fully in. You're not like oh, like and they do a they do a terrible job of getting you invested in the fight because they they cut away. They, it's too close. You don't sometimes know what's going on. You're cutting to these humid characters for that you've built up that you don't care about. So. I think um, it's a mixed bag for me as well. It, I think this this goes in. This is all done in previs, by the way. Mm. All of this stuff is done like before they even shoot a, a lick of film. This is all figured out by the people doing these action pieces. They're they're making them in they're making them in three D models, and they're going to choosing the shots. So that choice to make the shots like that was done early on, and I think that. I think that that's a, a that's not not a result of oh we couldn't get Godzilla to stand there. No, you have a, like a computer that <laughs> there can make are beautiful him do whatever. frames though that look like paintings that you want to like, put up on the wall. They do. Uh, just I'm telling you, just like a comic book artist who's really yeah. good at drawing splash pages, can, he can do great can splash draw great, pages. Like a, like a Rob Layfield, he can't yes. tell a story to save a yeah. fucking life, yeah. but he can you know every once in a while do a splash page. Uh, does so, a good does a good Godzilla movie need to have a message about man and nature and the state of the world? Well, it does. And this I, one does. I think it does. What do you guys think about them kind of replacing the atomic reason with an ecological? reason to kind of update it i guess right what do you mean atomic oh the, from the beginning because we're probably it's more, more about uh you know uh, uh oh, ecologically it's better to have yeah, these, yeah instead of uh the nuclear They're kind of the option. balance to the humans yes. as well yeah i mean well, because works. humans are ruining the earth in so many different ways yeah so i think it's it's kind of more current yeah because it's the does it work i think it kind of works the environment's going at such a accelerated rate you know into into shit well i think the problem for me is that the message works only at the end when you're like oh that's the message because throughout the entire film it's unclear the message is so muddled yes it's very unclear um so that yeah you don't really see it until the end you're like oh like it was because these monsters will bring like better crops better better um the, the disease will end that you can study them it's all sorts of great ecological they benefit break the system so we can think of a new system right that's better no one wants to sit there and go oh we don't want to redo it we have it it's working the way it is so fuck it you know like yeah. who cares if it kills a bunch of people but if you were to wipe out the system you'd go Burn it all, all right down. now we can start over and make it better and it you know that sometimes something like it's that very will Tha- cause you to rebuild better yeah it's very thanos like uh, but you just you had you had a question though about it. Does every Godzilla film need to have that? Yeah, no, no, not every Godzilla film. Literally, Godzilla has taken on. There is no. I mean, there is the the original, of course. Yeah, but there is no definitive itineration other than the original. Sometimes it's a monster fight. Sometimes they have something to say about a force of nature. Sometimes he's the uh, the um, 
the embodiment of all the dead souls in wow. the Japanese war that oh, all the souls wow. that the wow. Japanese killed. Yeah. Sometimes like Shin Godzilla, he's the he's the, uh, analogy to the Fukushima disaster. Yeah. And how Japan yeah. doesn't yeah. know how to react to things in a timely manner. He's been different things yeah. every fucking movie. But even like, Shin, at least it was a, a satire on, you know, bureaucracy and government and nuclear. Oh, Power. This one this is, has nothing. This is better than Shin. I hate. I it's don't like be- Shin. It's better, <laughs> but I'm saying at least they had a thing. They're like we're Shin is so goddamn boring. <laughs> it is. It's just <laughs> nothing but people sitting in in war rooms and offices. Shin has a better narrative. It just has a shittier version of, of Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, in almost every single way, and it's got that terrible. Like if you're gonna cast someone to be an English uh, English speaking person, oh, yeah, like at least do that or dub it in, yeah. right? You know, um, uh, so that was like a very egregious, but um, this movie has a, a lot. It felt like to me a Showa film oh, okay. or, a, or a Heisei film okay. in how it was like, you know, it was a, a sci-fi movie that you have to kind of be along for the ride mm-hmm. and it's going to get, it's going to do cr- crazy, cheesy stuff, but it never felt super cheesy. Right. So they did toe the line there. Was the dialogue cringy to anybody? Like, do you like why Bradley Woodford goes Zilla, or the one guy goes God, and the other, he goes Zilla? I mean, it's a, that's not a little cheesy. Yeah, it's it is totally, a little cheesy. It's a little cheesy. <laughs> I know they do. I, I would say, uh, but rug- his characters were doing stupid shit the, the whole, whole time. Movie, it just, yes, that was it. Yeah, yeah. So it, like it fit in with his character, I guess. And I kind of like, would say. Yeah. Let me just get in real quick, rugs. I would say that it's more closer to Heisei era, ah. um, because. Heisei towed the they like they never got too cheesy. Where Showa got real fucking. Was weird. Heisei the middle one or the third one? It's now considered the middle one. Oh, it's but the he, middle Heisei one. Yeah, was Millennium like, was where they theory. treated the characters real seriously. Yeah. Whereas in Showa, you know, you had Godzilla rocking it on his tail and flying. <laughs> Heisei never had that that amount of ridiculousness. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. the difference I felt with the 2014 movie. Tried to be really serious. You know, uh, the right. opposite end of the spectrum of this, uh, and uh, it worked. They're still figuring out the formula. Yeah. They don't. They yeah. haven't figured, completely figured. The, the first one, like you mentioned, is very serious. Yeah. They try to. They they do a great job of um, staging the action. This yeah. one is a little more goofy. It's more overloaded, but they do a really good job of like giving the monsters personalities and nailing all that stuff. So they still haven't completely figured out the formula. I don't yeah. know if they're going to nail it in the next one. Um, even Kong Skull Island doesn't yes, nail the formula. No, like, no. It's good monster action, yes. but the human characters, there's just way too fucking many. There's too many, I think that yes. Kong Skull Island is actually the best of these movies. Oh, shit. I, might, oh, I would actually, I would you agree may. with you. Yeah, because, I can kind of see that. Because, like, okay, yes, when we reviewed it, we, we shit on it because, yeah, the human characters were, were not the best, and they were, but it the tone of it was pretty serious. Yes, it has the right balance between All these right. two movies. The action, like, the way that sh- the the action was shot was amazing. That's all. Like, yeah, Kong looked the great. The way Kong, yeah. you got the tree. And he's like, yeah. he stood there, and he just stood there like for a moment. You're like, all right, shit's about to go down. Yeah. And then when he grabbed that thing and put it around his hand, you see it. And you're like, no, he's gonna do you it. You can he's see it fucking- stuff. Yes. Yes. So like, it was great. Yeah. And when like you know the girl fell off the cliff and he goes diving to catch her. Yeah. Like, you know, there was like moments of beauty in that. And even yeah. like the whole, the big sun behind him, the whole apocalypse now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Vietnam setting was really good. Yeah. I think, and there was so, uh, we, and we said that the director did some great stuff. Yeah. So, um, who did that one? That was, um, uh, 
Ken Wingard, Adam Wingard. Was that him? No, no, I think Adam no. Wingard's Jordan doing. Jordan Vach Roberts. Oh, there Voight you. Roberts. Right. Yeah, yeah, Adam Wingard's Voight, doing yeah. Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, he is. Uh, but uh, Doherty is writing the screenplay for Godzilla vs. Kong. So where Doherty, because he wrote and is directed it? this. Yeah, he's. he's I'm, I'm seeing on Wikipedia Terry Rocio. Well, if you go uh, to IMDb, Michael Doherty's <laughs> writing credits include Godzilla King of the Monsters and uh, now Godzilla vs. Okay, Kong. Yeah, but yeah. he's not directing. So it may be it may help that he's not directing, but still the screenplay I mean the Godzilla parts I think saying, the monster parts like, were great. I think he should produce all the movies. I think he's got a really good vision. Yeah. I just don't think he's the greatest action director. Yeah. It, he might have just been over, over his oh, it may have been too much for him coming I mean he's only directed eight movies. So well I think he made some decisions that I, I I don't think it got away from him. Yeah. I just think he made some decisions. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was a, a cost saving. There's could be a lot of factors. Maybe it was like too expensive to do what he wanted to do, and he had to like scale it back. I don't know. But like he made he made these decisions to do these shots this way and to film it this way. I just so, wish the camera would have, like you said, would have settled down a little bit and just showed us. There's a couple of shots where are. it does, and then yeah. it's great. Yeah. But like, but then it starts going not, crazy and, again. It's not enough. Like, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. Like, because what they do in this movie a lot is that they cut back and forth between the people and the action and the god and, and the monsters and shit. So it's constantly going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And in 2014, they did the same thing. But um, they let it breathe just a little bit longer on the shots. The shots didn't change as much. What, dude, this time, every time it goes to the human people, like, you just don't give a shit. And I was confused. I was like, are they on that big plane now? How big is this plane? Oh, it's big enough to put another plane inside it? Wait, where are they now? Are they still on the plane? They're on an oil rig? What the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, it was, you're in these interiors. really you know didn't know are. what the fuck was. They were just like generic interiors. Well, let me let me comment, though. There was you mentioned some good epic shots. I mean, the shot where um, there's a lot of good ones. Um, the, the Rodan flying after uh, the planes is great. I, when the Rodan whole goes volcano into thing is great. Volcano That's one thing. of the greatest oh, scenes in the whole movie. Him. Rodan and Monster Zero colliding. Yeah. The shot of yeah. when Godzilla first comes out in Antarctica and you have King Ghidorah like, flap his wings out to like make himself look gigantic yeah, yeah, and they yeah. pan away and you yeah. see how gigantic King Ghidorah is compared how to Godzilla. How tiny the plane is in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just, yeah. I mean, those there, there's a lot of yeah. really good stuff. Um, a lot of really when, beautiful when shots. When Rodan flew over that city and you just saw the shockwave destroy everything. I was like, holy shit, dude, this is some fucking serious destruction. It was really well done. I love that shit. You know, they, they, they nail a lot of the stuff. I mean, they nail a lot of good stuff. Um, I like so. the, Oh, the one, the one thing that stuck out that I loved was that fighter pilot who ejected right into Rotan's mouth. mouth yeah. that, was that, was a, that was We great. had an audible in our arena. Yeah, that was hilarious. Theater. People did cheer, though. When Godzilla would do shit, people were reacting in the theater. It was really fun. Like, you forget how much people love Godzilla, despite, you know, the yeah. bullshit human characters. Let's talk about it, audience. Like, how was your audience? And what did they have? Was there applause breaks? What was going on in that? Ours was, so me and Imran saw it together. Ours was surprisingly full. Yeah. When Imran, when did you buy the tickets? Like a few days, maybe four days earlier. Yeah, and it was empty? It wasn't empty, but it wasn't that full. Very descriptive. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it wasn't like <laughs> wide open. No, I mean, our, our audience clapped. What percentage you had there? About 80%? Yeah. Other than the front rows. It was the IMAX, too, yeah. Uh, our audience clapped at bits. Um, there wasn't wild cheering, but yeah. our audience clapped uh, a few times, and then by the end of the movie, they clapped. Yeah, they were cheering. And you had people like, 
saying, like, oh, shit, that's cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, come back. Yeah, yeah. Rugs, what about you? Any, what, anything happen? Like, I want to say something, but I don't want to seem racist. Oh, then probably don't say it. Because when you say, no. I don't want to seem racist, it's going to be racist. Because I'm going to point out people's race. Okay. But we had, like, two legit Japanese guys sitting in front of us. <laughs> okay. And they fucking loved the movie. Yeah. And I was like... Uh, if they love it, then I'm uh, making me love it even more. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. Is, is that weird to say that? But no. like, I was like really happy that like, okay, someone, this is from their country. This is their, well, what I would imagine it. a Japanese Godzilla fan. Like you've never seen Godzilla like this before. Like you've never seen shit like this. Well, the fact that they're giving, that they're like approving yeah, of it yeah. and like into it. Yeah. It, it was great. It was just great. And they were like older dudes. They were like they were like in their fifties. I mean, I do think they did respect the monsters, and that was the most uh, one of the important things. And the argument of like, do you even need human people? You know, I it didn't hurt the enjoyment of the movie for me hey, that Ron, the human you, you characters were, make were that an shitty. entire Hollywood film with no human people. Sure, you can. Why not? Just show me fucking Godzilla make expressions, okay. and then you, that's this is why you don't make films. You show me just TV. <laughs> no, are you, you serious? Show, like, yeah, I, I didn't need it. I just wanted to see the fucking monsters. Of course, but then the movie's going to be 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> it was still... We'll make the movie make the movie 20 minutes shorter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was... Out of, I thought out of the runtime, like, there was you, mostly you, monster fighting. I, I'm going to call... you. I have to call you out on your bullshit. That's that's absurd. I think you could cut all the people out of this movie and then just... Show I mean, me. you could he's cut just, these people out, but yes. you're going to need people. He's being silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's... Do you yeah, need, how about silly. just t- TV uh, news anchors? Exp- like, if if the people are just exposition, just show me a, a fucking news short that's explaining serious? things, and let's move on. Oh God! I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let, let me ask. Jesus let Christ. me ask you this: There were seventeen monarch base stations hiding or uh, watching seventeen different kaiju. Mm-hmm. We got to see some of them. I have an article here from Screen Rant that. Gives names to these. Were these existing monsters or were these new monsters? No, these are all new. They're like there's spins on old uh, Toho monsters, but not really. Yeah, most of them are new. the The only one you that you recognize actually is one of the Mutos. Yeah, the Mutos are from 2014. That's Muto Prime, yeah. yeah. And the Mutos were created right. for this legendary version, right? Right, right. So uh, the one under the oil field in Texas, they're calling Scylla, Titanus Scylla. Is that Scylla or Scylla? Scylla. I don't Whatever. know how you say it. So it's like a spider like. Yeah, Scylla and Charybdis. That's Charybdis. Uh, behemoth. Titanus Behemoth is, was that Titan with the with the big horns, the woolly mammoth. Yeah, that's from the Bible. Okay. So that's a that's a new creation for this movie. Yes. Uh, Methuselah was the big mountain one. Titanus Methuselah. That's also from the Bible. That is a, yeah. yeah, that is a, a, a Bible name. And then, uh, oh, and then Kong, although he doesn't appear, they talk about him a lot. So, yeah. okay, so they uh, they give you some new monsters and give you the classic monsters. Now, let's talk about the, the credit scene and the post-credit scene, because I don't think we've seen the last of Ghidorah. No. Even though he appeared to be blasted uh, at well, the very end. He could regenerate. Or they could do the Mecha King Ghidorah. Well, my question when the movie ended, Anthony was sitting there, and then I was like, the fuck happened to the British guy? Where's Charles Dance? And we got our answer in the mid credits scene where uh, he is buying the decapitated head of Ghidorah to do something with. What can you yeah, do with that? I, I told you at the theater, I think that's going to be the catalyst for Godzilla and Kong to team up. Is they're, they're making an, a new monster or they're making a mecha Oh, and they have to team up to stop right. it. And right. Will they fight I initially? I think that maybe... Oh yeah. Okay. Go ahead. I think that maybe Ghidorah will. Uh, they're gonna try and regenerate him. 
and he's gonna be even, he's gonna be like a different form of Ghidorah. Like he'll be like a fucking super steroid Ghidorah. Like he'll be like Ghidorah with like he'll be red and he'll have fucking you know crazy. I mean, shit he lo- he would look fucking great, dude. That was a new power. He it- might even yeah, it might even get to the point where he's commanding all the other kaiju and their Godzilla and Kong are teamed up to fight them off. I mean, I totally bought that he was the alpha, the alpha kaiju at the moment. Because he was terrifying, commanding lightning, a giant like he shows up as like a hurricane storm on the radar. I love that. That stuff is good too. Yeah, I love all that radar stuff, the map stuff. They're like, how can he be in that storm? And then they're like, oh, he he, is the storm. Right. It's like that's fucking badass. Uh, So uh, also, we did see a character from Skull Island, and now I had thought. Remember, our rumor was Charles Dance was playing Tom Hiddleston's character all grown up. That didn't pan out. That's not him. But for a brief second, you see actor Joe Morton, who appears as a scientist. Joe Morton was uh, Miles Dyson in Terminator 2. He's Cyborg's dad in Justice League. Joe Morton is playing Dr. Houston Brooks, who is the character played by Corey Hawkins, Dr. Dre, oh, okay. in Kong Skull Island. Well, I would not. That's No. Now you, there's no way to figure that out. There's no way to figure that one out. <laughs> yes. Well, that's a hidden one. The, uh, it's a very so hidden one. I want to get in the credits real quick because yeah. it shows like the world getting better. But I the, love that part. The thing I was like hmm, is like now all the monsters are converging on Skull Island. Yes, they said so, something about there's a, uh, a, a disturbance under underneath Skull Island, and they're all going. There. I'm, I'm just wondering, are the because they already went the route of Alpha versus Alpha? Yeah. So, I mean, they could go another alpha versus alpha battle, but it seems like that's, you know, you're retreading old water here, retreading the, the road here on this, because we just saw an alpha alpha battle. And how is Kong like, going to get that, like, yeah, like, why is... I think that Godzilla's going to go looking for Ghidorah and tracking him to Skull Island, and Kong's not going to have it. Mm. Kong's like, what are you doing here? This is, my, this is where I hang out. I'm, I'm just out. saying, like, Kong is also an alpha, but you've already played that card of alpha versus alpha thing. Yeah, but I think it's up to the. I think it's up to the individual kaiju to decide whether to to bow down. Mm. Well, who should bend the knee? Yes. <laughs> so if Kong is like, no, this is my fucking territory. Yeah. You get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And Godzilla's like, no, I'm here looking for some shit. And he's like, well, we're going to have to fucking fight then. And so Godzilla like takes him up on it. They fight. And then eventually the other thing rears his ugly head. And then they, they can divert their t- attention to that. I'm curious to see how it plays out. Because they've actually been done a decent job of figuring out how these all these monsters play off each other. And what the storyline and why they're coming out now. And It makes sense. Yeah, It all makes sense yeah. so far. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this question. If you're Mike Doherty. Yeah. And you put this movie out. And with all the best intentions, and you worked hard on it, and you really tried, and you get this uh, Rotten Tomato score, yeah. and you're, you know, obviously our sentiments are probably echoed by a lot of different fans as well, or different people who've seen this movie. Some people just love it blindly, but every review I've heard has always had some caveats yeah. about certain things like the characters, you know, that whole, like, uh, exposition dump thing that they've been doing with these characters. Like everybody's mentioned that all the reviews I've heard have mentioned yep, that. Yep. So, um, what do you do? Like, I mean, what, what, what do you do as a studio legendary? What do you do? Do you, do you think about, okay, well, they obviously reacted to 2014, not enough Godzilla with throw a lot of Godzilla on there, but like, 
do they re- what do they do? Where do they go from here? I think so. I think they actually they're in a position where they what they're going to do is they can't do anything because they're already in the midst of filming Godzilla Kong. Yeah, and it's coming out next year. So I think they might even be done. Well, they're probably still doing uh, CG stuff. CG stuff. But I think I think I think they're on the track where the their 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 plan is in place and the movies are already in motion. So I don't think there's much because even with you know if they wanted to, I don't think they can make another Godzilla film, right? It's there was three. No, they can't. I yeah. think what they're doing is well, if this movie flops. Hard. I don't think it will. I think it'll it'll not do the greatest, but it won't. I don't think it'll completely flop. I don't think it'll it'll generate money, but not to what they want. Um. So I feel like that if they want to save it, they have to have the promise of something amazing, and that that trailer's got to be fucking amazing. So 2014's Godzilla took home 529 million dollars worldwide. Skull Island 2017 made 566 million. It had better legs worldwide. This this one they're saying will be the least uh, out of the three. It will probably not I, make I think as much. I, as I'm concerned about that, but I do think there is still a lot of cachet to throwing Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh yeah, that's a whole. Now you have a whole another aspect of this that that so you I can think get that people's still attention. Might be enough to get people in the door. So look, Adam Winnegard is directing uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. It's not Doherty. Doherty's still writing. I think the lesson you take from this, if I was them, is let's try to balance it out a little bit more. And like we said, closer to Kong Skull Island balance. Like you gave everyone the monster fights. Now maybe you pull that back a little and push the focus on the, the characters. The, I don't the, know. The tough thing with this, with Godzilla vs. Kong for me is that this is a movie where you just want to see Godzilla and Kong. Yes. Like the, the human characters have to be either really engaging or else you're not going to give a fuck and you're always going to be anticipating Godzilla or Kong. Well, the good news is if we have Millie Bobby Brown She's and back. her dad yeah. coming back, you don't have to explain them. They're yeah. already been, they're already kind of been established. There's a scars guard in it. Alexander. Oh yeah. He's the guy that, oh yeah. He's like the big guy. He played Tarzan or something. Yes. Did he play Tarzan? Car- yes. Yes. You're right. Skarsgård. Oh, he was from yeah, Legend of Tarzan and Zoolander 2 and a bunch of other things. Yeah. There's a lot of Skarsgård and Sarsgards. He's kind of Thor-like. You yes, also got he's uh, Thor-like. A familiar face, Jessica Henwick. Oh, Jessica Henwick's uh, in it. And Z Zang return. And Janai Guerrera, rumored. I don't think she's in it. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry. But how are they going to make Kong as big as Godzilla is by other it questions. It doesn't matter. It doesn't they just matter. do it. Yeah, no. they just do it. It just they'll is. Just, they'll just throw away that It's been he, 30 he years. Yeah. yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. So I, the other stuff I loved in the credit scene uh, is uh, how it, it kind of did what, like, remember in the first Planet of the Apes, you saw in the credits the virus spread. Like, I love that. And they kind of did this here. And there was a hilarious shot. There was one headline that said, Titan's waste turns out to be very valuable resource. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. They're fucking either using it as manure or they're eating Titan shit. Like, it turns out Titan shit is good for you. And it helps. And I like that they were, you could see them living together and they showed all these other uh, kaiju around the world kind of coexisting. And then it built up to the Skull Island thing, which, and then that one drawing of Kong versus Godzilla on the wall was, that was pretty sick too. I was like, oh shit, show me that. Show me that now. Uh, all right, look, let's rate it, rank it. Give me a number. Where does it go? Rugs, let's start with you. 
Well, out of the three, out of the three MonsterVerse films already, yeah, I think I like as entertainment value. Yeah, I'm gonna throw Kong Skull Island as the as the you the movie that I watched the most of. Okay, because I only watched the last twenty minutes of G14. Okay, I don't need to sit through anything else <laughs> yeah. because that's all you're really gonna get. Yeah. That's the, that's the real meat of the movie is where. The the two mutos meet up in San Francisco and Godzilla shows and up and then going. you're off to the races. Yeah. And that twenty minutes of film is It's just like I'll Titanic. Watch. Just start watching when the fucking boat hits the iceberg. Kong Skull Island will actually watch the whole movie. Oh. I've only um, seen because, that once. I have not seen that again since we watched I it. I mean it's it's good enough. It's it moves along enough where you can like you know, it's it, it's fun to watch. And it's fun to watch Kong do his thing. He, he eats octopus. Oh uh, yeah. Everything. That's great. Um, he scratches his balls. This movie is probably, I'll put it before G14, and I'll probably watch it more than G14 in, in its entirety. Sure. I'll probably fast forward less through this movie because there's more beats that I'll watch. With that said, I still think that the action G14 is better. Um, so that, that's my ranking of like the movies as far as entertainment value. Yeah. Um, as a score, I'm going to give it like a seven. Okay. So I feel like it's above average yeah. for the general viewer. For the Godzilla fan, I'm, if you're really a fan in the fan service, I might bump it up to an eight. Mm-hmm. But I think it's about a seven if you're just going to be a no-nonsense, objective, uh, it's a seven. Okay. Anthony, All right. what's the number? Where does it rank for you? Uh, I have a tough, tough time ranking this in terms of where it yeah. ranks because I like and dislike all three films. Yeah. Um, I still think Godzilla 2014 that, and I'm biased because I'm a Godzilla fan. That fight at the end is the best. Yeah, the best. Yes. I mean, when he ramps up and shoots the breath for the first time is is an all timer. Um, but the way that it's edited, right? Yeah, it's perfect. It's yeah. perfectly done. Um, I would say this is might be third, but then there's some things that I really like about um, about the character, you know, the character work with the monsters. So I, it, yeah. it's tough for me to even... I, I'm still trying to formulate what the order is of those three. So I don't have an answer, unfortunately. Um, as far as a number ranking, I'm going to go... I'm lower than Rugs. I'm going to go 5.5 oh, or shit. 6. Ah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because I, there's a lot of, like... there's. It's still above average, but yeah. it's just, like, barely above average for me. Like, I love the... I like the the character work with the with the monsters. Um, there's some beautiful stuff. They're incorporating the music. I mean, when I'm sitting and the credits are rolling, they're playing the music, the whole music, yeah. and it and it feels epic. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is unbelievable. This is stuff I was li- listening to as a kid. Yeah, I, I would be like dun 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 dun, and like walking around the house, and I can't believe this is fucking yeah. being played on a mainstream movie theater. That was stuck um, in my head for a while afterwards. It's great. But, yeah, but the character work is just so bad mm. um, that for me, it's it's I'd go like five point five six. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't think it's going to grip the mainstream. No? I'm, I'm very concerned. You don't think we'll have legs? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just concerned. I'm the, when I'm just concerned about the negative reviews that are out because there's a yeah. lot of negative reviews. There's a lot of them, and that's going to turn a lot of people away, and, not, and they won't even give this movie a chance because of that forty percent. Unfortunately, uh, for me, while I do feel 2014 is more a a better competently put together movie. 
This movie was hella entertaining for spectacle. For spectacle, for spectacle's sake, I'm sitting most of the movie with my mouth open going, holy crap, look at all this shit going on. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's kind of a wash where 2014 had great human characters and it had great Godzilla, just not enough of it. This one had amazing monster fights and shit human characters kind of evens it up. But Rugs just fucked me up about Skull Island because... Now Skull Island does seem to have that balance, uh, you know. <laughs> this is classic. I can't. I wanted to give it like a seven point five number. I was like seven point five sheer entertainment value. I would definitely watch the watch the the monster fights again. Uh, but I don't we know. Will, we will be watching it again. By the way, me and, yes, and Ron in and 4DX. Rug, and Rug Boy and Rug Boy. Yeah, so. I'll be watching it a couple more times. Yeah. Yes, we'll bring you our. Uh, we'll have 4DX thoughts we, later. Yes, we will have 4DX thoughts next week, and I will let you know who to thank for that. It's very cool, very exciting. Uh, so where? Yeah, I don't. I can't. It's hard for me to rank it amongst the <laughs> the three, and I kind of want to watch Skull Island again because that may top this, but. Look, visually fucking uh, a feast for the eyes and uh, uh, really well done uh, in terms of the monster fights. Had some problems. Yes, but still had a lot of fun. <laughs> you're, you're like I your thoughts on this. Are so you, you don't even have a path. You're just saying this. <laughs> it's just all over. You, you're, you're, talking, you're, but I'm it's not funny because you agreed with us that the monster fights were too close. And now you're saying they're epic and they're well, they, are, they, they are epic. It's so it really is a very <laughs> fucking mind fuck of a movie See? to try and wrap your head around because there's great things and then there's things that fucking fuck it up there's there's great um well the way i would describe it is there's if you stop a scene it would make for a great comic book panel yes right but in motion it, it doesn't always work and then overall it's a little it's just a little thin it's like junk food but i love junk food it's really tasty fucking junk food Will it be memorable? I don't know. Uh, is I it going to have food legs? Analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me the food <laughs> analogy. Got it. Oh no, it's like it's like when you go to the restaurant. There's no table, and you got to hold the food in your lap and eat it. No, I don't know. Uh, all right, I did have a great analogy at one point. <laughs> uh, it. Listen, we will have more thoughts, and you know, with G Fest coming next next month, I'm sure you guys will be talking about this at G Fest, and it'll be great to see everyone. I'm curious to see what the the G Fest crowd thinks of it. You want to know what I think about this? Is like the G Fest crowd is probably going to be all over the place, but I think that the more people watch it. I'm hearing that people like it more. Oh, that their that their initial uh, expectations are down, yeah, and they're able to just enjoy the movie for what it is. And I'm hoping that when I see it again, it does that. And hopefully, when you guys see it again, it does that. Or maybe you're going to hate it more. Who knows? Well, look, if you're a Godzilla fan, you want this movie to do well, buy two tickets when you go, even if you're not going with anybody. Just fucking <laughs> give them the money. Let's end this here. Would you guys recommend this movie? I would recommend it to somebody who doesn't know shit about movies. Okay, I don't know. Like a dumb person, okay. or like a kid. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, go see it. You'll love I think it. Kids would love this. Like a kid that's like twelve years old, going, they'll, they'll fucking love the shit out of this. What movie. about you, Anthony? Would you be embarrassed or not to have to recommend oh, this? Movie? I wouldn't be embarrassed. Okay, I would recommend it with the caveat of you're going in to see a summer blockbuster. I'd be yeah. like, do you like Michael Bay movies? Yeah, it is. Well, this movie's for you. Yeah, it is. It is Michael Bay-esque it's fucking level. A little level. bit. I don't think it's as frenetic as Michael Bay. Yeah. No. Michael Bay is 
Michael Bay's Transformers shit is terrible. Uh, you can't tell what's going that's on. That's what it reminded me of. There was all this great fucking effects, but then you can't tell what's going on and you don't care. Yeah. So. But it's still epic in the sense that, like, I've not, you know, I've never seen these characters on screen this way. And- Even, you know, just one little yeah, thing I yeah. forgot to mention. Yeah. Even, like, the way they designed King Ghidorah to move around, I was like, wow, that's really clever. Like, him walking around on his wings and, like, kind of looking like a snake going through the city. But then he, like, gets on his hind legs to, like, look intimidating. Like, well, they really thought this through. The heads didn't get along. Like, oh, they, yeah, would, they all had different personalities. <laughs> they, had, they would attack each other. Yeah. Like, shut up, you. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so the attention to detail on the monsters was Fantastic. great. Doherty clearly is a Godzilla fan. No doubt about it. So. 100%. Yeah. Next year, March 2020, Godzilla versus Kong. I want more Mothra. You, you, you know I what never he, thought I said. He, needed, he either needed to be a producer or he needed someone to help him out. Like, he, did, he, he, he was almost... It's kind of like a Zack Snyder deal here. No, it's no? not. It's, no? no, it's not like that. It's like being too much of a fanboy. Oh, okay. Okay. You okay. know, where you're like, I want to sneak in everything. Yeah. But then you don't, you don't have, you don't have someone being like, okay, but let's still make this an awesome film. Yeah. Something needs to hold all this together. Right. And uh, it doesn't. It's very thin. It's a thin piece of string. Barely holding all this together. All right. Good stuff. Great Godzilla geek out. That'll do it for this week. Gang. Thanks for checking us out. Rugs. Where can the people find you online? You can find me online at Really Rugboy on Twitter. Definitely give them a follow. Show notes for this episode at jockandnerd.com slash 277. It's got links to everything we talk about, how to get in touch with the show, how to subscribe, how to support, how to donate, uh, all the fun stuff. Uh, and, you know, you can follow us on Instagram at jockandnerd, Twitter at jockandnerdcast. And as always, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you have a Godzilla friend, share the show. We have a lot of great Godzilla shows in the feed. Uh, spread the geekery. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name is Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll peep you next time. Well, it's big and terrible. It's more frightening than I ever thought possible. Godzilla is unfriendly and is going to destroy your country. There's nothing you can do about it. No, nothing. Zilch. Talking nerd.